Alright, what's up everybody? I hope y'all are excited. Um, I hope everything is good. How are you, Mr. Poison Pen? How are you doing today? Hello, man. Chilling. That's awesome. You know, just enjoying enjoying the lazy weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I kind of do. My life has not a lot of lazy weekends. It's a lot of grind. It's a lot of things like this these days. But, yo, I just want to say thank you so much for coming here and being a part of this Bridge the Gap experience because I'm not going to lie, posting that you were coming got quite an, a, a lot of more interactions than, than you know I'm used to getting. People are really into you and your legacy and what you have done for this world. And we are so fucking excited to have this conversation with you and learn more about your story. But I feel like I should introduce the concept of what we're doing here a little bit. So and it's important, especially when I talk to you New York guys, because there's this thing that happens when New York guys tell a story. They do this thing and they describe some stuff and they use some words and then they go, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, no, no, I have no idea what you mean. I'm born in Montreal. I spent my whole life in Montreal. I've never even been to New York City. I can't picture anything you're saying. I don't know what you mean. So, bri so bridging the gap here is that. It's about bridging this gap in knowledge. Listen, your legacy is ridiculous. I have watched a few of your interviews. I have seen the way people talk with you. And everybody talks to you from this knowledge point of they know all the things you've done. I'm going to be real with you, Poison Pan. I didn't know your name a month ago. So I spent all this time researching you and looking into how amazing you are. And a little bit, okay, I should have known your name. Especially because I own the Immortal Technique, the Third World album. Like, I own that album, and it didn't even register until, like, I looked you up a little bit more. So basically all I'm saying is I have looked into how incredible you are. I have seen so much of what you have touched, and I've seen so many people that your lives have touched as I go and look into your legacy what? all over it. It is blowing my mind. And I think the coolest part is battle rap is a new thing for my life. I'm not really like this guy that's been into battle rap forever. It's more like I met Mr. Flacco Bale or Dutch Vega or however you guys talk. And uh, it just blew my mind. And I've been ingratiated into this whole new world. And to have the opportunity to speak to like you with everything you've done, with relation to everything you've done. And then to discover that not only are you this pioneer mogul guy, but you are an insane versatile MC with so much skill dude I've been bumping your music all fucking week dude it is so good you are yes. such a talent you're, uh, you're good looking honestly man I like them this isn't no bullshit I am the right age to be geeking out on the exact sound you were dropping in 2007-9 like I'm that guy I heard what you did there and I'm like this is fire I'm listening to it today it aged perfectly I even went back and uh, found some like 2003 track you did because somebody said ask him about this fall back or something like that and yo man honestly the depth of your talent is unheard <laughs> of in my back, fucking life so all that to say I'm excited to go through your story, and I don't know very much about you. So in this case, unlike all the other interviews, all the details you want to provide as possible, if it's beautiful and it takes forever and it's part one of many, I'm okay with that because your story needs to be captured, in my opinion. And I think at this point, if you're okay with it, I can actually start with the first question. I'm a bit convoluted. I know it's a bit stories and whatnot, but the first question starts like this. So my girlfriend's washing dishes one time. And she's bumping this black eyed pea shit and she's like doing her dance and she she's washing the dishes that i got a feeling Ooh, she knows she's bumping there and like we're in our early 30s now but yo 10 years ago we was all up in the clubs we was dancing that was that fucking jam and i had this epiphany in life yo like chores music is honestly just club music 
at a different time, right? If you look at it and you move the spectrum of time, chores music is club music. That brought me back. So I thought about my mom doing chores to like discos and shit, and my dad's got the Zeppelins and all that stuff going on. And I realized that, yo, the musical journey is not when you're like 12, 13, and you're getting into stuff. That's not really when it starts. It starts a little bit, a little bit earlier than that, right? It's when you're a little one. And your mom's doing or your parents are doing chores around you or like when you're in the car and some vibes is happening or the radios or the vinyls. And it's all this stuff that's happening outside of your control that is influencing you from the youngest of ages. So I guess my question is, can you walk us through the very little poison pens music experience? I'm talking like five years old type shit, what it was like to be you as a very big youth and the music of that and what it was. Yeah, especially that's easy, man. <clears throat> that's easy. Well, my um, you know, my family's like, you know, my, my whole family's like musically inclined. They've all done music or worked, you know, in music or some aspect or whatever have you. My my older cousins, my my um, my mother's first cousin, they had a real popular group in Brooklyn. Well, from Brooklyn, not in Brooklyn. They were pop. They got they they had gold plaques on the wall. That's the first thing. I, the first my first memories plaques on my aunt's wall. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and she, and rest in peace. She just passed away right right at, right before Christmas. So that's crazy. But um, yeah. My so my my older cousin he was in this group called Sky, as um S K Y Y, and they had a bunch of hits like in the from like the disco era to like early nineties. You know what I'm saying? And um, they had a big record called Call Me. You know what I'm saying? Back in the eighties and shit. And that was a huge record. You know what I'm saying? So as a kid, I used to remember, like, that was one of the first things I remember because I used to go to, they, you know, I used to go, that's, that's my older cousins. It's just, they had a studio right in East New York on Georgia Ave. Matter of fact, they just did it on BET, not BET, what's the TV one? They did a TV one unsung on them um, last, I think earlier this year or last year they did it. So all this is on TV one, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But... <clears throat> But they, but they, they, they older. They look, they like my, they, like, it's like my mother's class of people. But that's the people I remember. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my first memories. But yeah, so they, they like they, they were doing huge shows, and you know, I used to go. I was going on tour buses and going to the studio from, you know, what I mean, from when I was as long as I can remember. I used to remember what going to their shows and because they, they was all from East New York and Bed Stuy, and um, you know, people used to fucking pass out screaming and you know what I mean I ain't you know that's, that's nah, the first I people I saw what a gold mean. plaque was I saw how music touched people and I was like wow this is pretty dope you know what I'm saying but I, I had no idea that it was gonna you know help push me to what I was doing because it wasn't even hip hop at all like they did they had nothing to do with hip hop <clears throat> to this day like my older cousins they don't bang with hip hop like that and they respect what I do but they don't they're not hip hoppers that's not they that's not their generation mm -hmm. that's not their uh life but that's the first those, those are the first my first memories the music was them that's crazy. you know what i'm saying and yeah they call me look that up that's just a big record from like the 80s um call me start of a romance they had a bunch of songs matter of fact sky zoo got his name from my cousin's group because they because he was from you know his family his parents was listening to that music because they from brooklyn mm. and they had a song on the album called um sky zoo you know what I'm saying? And um, it was back when people used to play the kazoo and shit like that and the songs back in that whole ever. 
And um, yeah, so so Skazu's parents named him after that record. Well, that's that's his nickname. That's his real name. Right, right. Yeah, but Skazu got his name from my cousin's group too. That's you know what I mean. But that was, those are my first like memories of uh, so, you yeah. know, coming up and just seeing how music affect people and. So you're, yeah. you're from Bed Stuy, right? I don't know if I even said that right. Bed Bed Stuy is that how you say it? I, I yeah, like... yeah, Bed Stuy, no doubt. And that's where you're from. I'm from I mean, I'm 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 from I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, man. But Bed Stuy to be, be to be specific. Okay. But I've I've lived in multiple neighborhoods in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? But Bed Stuy is, is definitely home base. And uh, were you around like when you're young? Is this like the birth of hip hop era of when you're young? Like, what's actually going on in the world? Because you got to keep nah, nah, not that, not that far back, man. <clears throat> like, we was growing up during like, like you know what I mean. Growing up, the first, the first things I was, I was, I was, I was getting into like as far as you know, I was getting into like the whole Ice Cube, N.W.A. type stuff. That was the those were the first things that I was that really like yo you know that's that was my childhood you know what I mean growing up like that ever like okay not fucking Sugar Hill Gang and no, shit but like because like, you gotta <laughs> that even like growing up in the nineties and shit right you're still in New York you're still in Brooklyn and I'm yeah, in sure, I'm in sure. Montreal right so everything you're doing there is interesting for you some of this like mundane stuff that like might not be super interesting to you like even if you're like there are block parties over there we're all like bro tell us about that shit that's fucking interesting we you know like oh, that, that's I mean, culture I, I mean i know I, that's one thing i realized being where i'm from just the regular shit that i witnessed and seen just growing up people are like wow they're astounded and like you know what i mean like you know i'm from best Stuy, so you know people like you know that that john harold that's like some of the greats those are people that I seen as a child, you know what I'm saying? And like, and some, some greats are my big homies, you know what I'm saying? Sean Price is my big homie, you know what I mean? So I've, so I've seen, I guess all the people that you guys are idolized through music and stuff, you know, these are people that I've encountered in real life. Cause you know, they, <clears throat> they, they older than me by a few years, but I was there, bro. I'm like, far as gunk, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every, every major moment in, 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 in hip hop history from like, you know, from from like late nineties on, like I was there. I helped. You know, I was a part of that shit in some way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the part where we're like, holy crap, we're so fucking lucky we get to talk to you because it's really hard to find out the real things that happen. And guys like you are like wealths of knowledge, and like we look for the knowledge nuggets up in here. And then yep. through your story, yo, I've heard you talk. I know you're a teacher. I know you like to profess knowledge through it the way that you do your thing. And that's the most exciting part is that we're all gonna learn a bunch of shit through it. Um, so basically you're in the era of the tapes and the radios then, right? As you're growing up or are you all in the vinyls? As, as a child? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely have, I definitely have tapes. Um, for sure. are you like interested in stuff like dancing and graffiti and stuff at the young, young ages, or is it mostly just music at this point? No, well, I, I just, I love hip hop. I love, I love all every element of, of, of hip hop. You know what I mean? I even, um, as a New Yorker, as a New Yorker, watching watching it blossom, I guess. Like we, there was no way if you was out if you was outside as a kid, there was no way. I mean, look how it affected the world. Period. Point blank. You know what I'm saying? So, so with that being said, there was no way as a kid like watching certain things blossom and shit that you ain't want to be a part of it. Like that's 
because I mean the 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 big people forget that one of the major things that made hip hop what it is is New York. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it blossomed out, so it's everyone's everyone has a right to it. But it's a New York thing, really, and it's a, and it's a Bronx thing to be specific. You feel me? But you know, Brooklyn, we 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 ain't far away, so it, it, you know it's a New York City thing, man. So coming up, like it was like there's no way in the world that you weren't like <clears throat> I'm trying to trying to be a part of what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. I was, but the, but rhyming is what spoke to me more, more above anything. Like, just as a kid coming up, we did everything because that's you just what like, we did. You know, city kids, we did everything. So you were like rhyming from like how old? But you know, I. You know, what happened? Like, how old were you when you started rhyming? Because I mean, in, mo- in most people's cases, we're not talking about people who have like growing up with memories of plaques on the walls. So were you like rhyming at five years old type thing, or did that come a little? Not bit? at all. Nah, hardly. Not even. Okay. Like that was that was I guess that was maybe like a, a premonition. Mm. Well, I'm gonna say premonition. I ain't got a plaque in my wall for my okay. own, so that's that maybe not a premonition, but maybe an, an indicator of, of what was to come. But um, nah, Fair nah, enough. really. All right. I mean, being being you know the, the, just being fucking with my in school, man. That's just that's just the way we communicated. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what made me be the per. I was always the person that that. If, if you like this, I looked for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, and one of the reasons I was I was I was fucking with like Cuban them heavy growing up, because <clears throat> you know now people look at it with, with revisionist eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of people was like, "Yo, what you listening to that West Coast shit for?" You know what I'm saying? As a kid, but I was just like, "Yo, it was dope." Yeah, for, hold and, on. Can and, we and pause me, that? I thought hip hop, hip hop, what? Yo, you just said something super interesting. Yo, because, yo, I never even thought about what it's like to have to deal with that East Coast, West Coast stuff growing up, right? Because for me, it is. And, like, I'm in the 2000s, right? I'm 33. So uh, I'm growing up with, like, Eminem and shit's already on the charts by the time I'm caring about anything, right? So what's it actually like to have to deal with the East Coast, West Coast pressure? I don't mean to, like, shed negativity. But, I mean, I never even once considered the fact that if you're living on the East Coast, you might even have a problem from people listening to West Coast music. Like, that's never crossed my mind once in my life not nah, well to be to be fair with us it wasn't an issue like that like when we had to fear for our safety and no shit like no, 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 i was, didn't mean it like we was young so but 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 as far as like it was just it wasn't like you can't play that like on some there's a fear of violence or something it was just like we we was very new yorkers but were very protective about they shit so like or like a lot of the older heads that i knew didn't want to hear something that wasn't from new york it had nothing to do with like pocket biggie and shit like that it just had to do with like this hip-hop shit is ours like fuck y'all doing this for mm. but that was the that was the older heads perspective because the you know what i'm saying to I, them hip-hop was a new york thing like fuck is you doing you, doing? you know i'm the co-sign what you're saying though pen like you know what i mean like i remember like in all the all the homies that I always hung around were super not open-minded to anything that was not Honestly, anything that was not like street hood hood, they didn't even like native tongues type of shit. You know what I mean? Like even that was just like fuck out of here with that so shit. I, type of, I used which to listen is just to, like bro. Yeah, like, I, I was a dude. I was a dude. I had I had like all about the Benjamins and the fire which you burn slow on the same on the same tape. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that was me. You feel me? Like, cause mm. I, I'm a Bobby. I'm a Bobito kid. You feel me? I grew up off a Bobito. I, I don't know what that that's, means. That's that's what really. Shit. What is a Bobito kid? You know what? This is this is. No, okay. I do know what a Bobito is. All right, okay. So I know what a Bobito is, kid is kind of because I've heard the names and it's been said to me, Stretch and Bobito. That okay, I remember that. The context is not really there. I just kind of get that that's a thing that happened in history one time. If you want to elaborate on what it means to be a Bobito kid, that would be fucking fire. First is a stretch kid. Okay. I don't know. Even... Stretch, stretch, stretch was more the street shit. Bobito was more the fucking goofy shit. See, if you, would, if you really want to break it down, I do. Within the stretch and Bobito ness of the situation, this because you remember they had a rift. But 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 to keep it to keep it general, like I said, I see you over there. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. To keep it general, <laughs> stretch stretch Armstrong. It was the Stretch Armstrong show. That was a um show. That was one of the most uh, influential shows on the radio uh, growing up. You know what I'm saying? And they actually entered, you know, and they were from, um, I believe, it was pretty much the, all of the 90s, really. It was from, like, uh, WKCR was the station, mm. 89.9, Columbia, Columbia University. And uh, it was on, like, pretty much until, like, from, like, 1990 to, like, 2000, pretty much 10 years. Up. But that was that was pretty much the era where we were growing up in, in, in our shit, in, in coming, coming to age type shit. So, right. like, that Bobito... Uh, he was the guy. Well, Stretch and Bobito, Stretch Armstrong and Bobito, they were the ones that played. Like, say if you listen to Hot ninety seven or whatever, and I listened to Hot ninety seven too, but I'm not gonna act like I didn't. But if you like Hot ninety seven, played all the the commercial stuff as they do today. To this, as they true to that in 2021, they played all the commercial stuff. But but at that time, you know, New York had a lot of you know we we still had. Remember that's the era. But Biggie was on the radio, but like Bad Boy was running shit. You know what I'm saying? Wu Tang said he, there was a lot of New York on the radio, but but at the same time, but it was it, but but if you wanted that, if you wanted the stuff under the surface, you had to turn on the stretch on strong about beat though, and it was on from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Thursday nights. So what we would do was, you know what I mean, put the put put the tape on 1 a.m. Like I used to I used to train myself to hear it, yo, because you know I had to go to school in the morning, so I would I would I would. One o'clock, I would I would stay up as long as I could. I would take, I would, I would record, and when I hear it click, I would just like turn, just like blindly, just turn the tape over, and just press record again. You know what I mean? So it was four hours of hip hop, and and um, the thing about stretching by beat though, they introduced the world to people such as you know Wu Tang. Like all, all the people that were pivotal in the nineties, like Bobito introduced the world to them. Stretch and Bobito introduced the world to them before most of mostly everybody. Like the first time I heard Nas was on there. You wow. know what I'm saying? The first okay. time, you know, first time we heard uh Mob Deep, first time we heard Wu Tang. And on top of that, they gave fucking kids chances, yo. They gave my nigga PH my nigga PH was on there back when motherfuckers were still in school type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying it's playing, it's playing it's pro playing from everybody. So Bobito, he was he was like our access. He was our access to everything. So and he was really out really in the street. Like it wasn't like the funk master flexes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So Bobito was like, yo, we gonna be at the New Rico Poets Cafe. I pulled up the New Rico Poets Cafe. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much how I jump started my shit. You know what I mean? My only goal when I started Ramo was to be on Barbito. That's a fact. Yeah, I just got to say. Before, 
I just gotta thank you for that. That is that is literally the essence of this show. You just drop knowledge nuggets. So what we learn is a lot of things. First of all, when you added some context, like the first time we heard Nas was on this shit, like that's something I could relate to in a more like humanistic way than just the overall ethereal nature of your experience. That's fucking cool. And also like, you know, we can all kinda we also kinda undersell the value and power of radio today and its significance and how much influence it really fucking has, right? So with that, you're kind of like reminding because us because social, social media didn't exist before. That's how everything got out, you know. And so I think just even reminding us of the significance in the history, and I think it's important for us to know what a stretch and bombido is. I mean, basically, what you're describing is these guys effectively broke a lot of people. But the biggest knowledge nugget you brought there is they gave a chance to the kids, and I'm seeing that people who succeed in life are very youth centric. There's a lot of youth efforts involved in what they do, and those people have a longevity. And so the fact that you dropped that right there, and we're Yo, talking about playing. it today, that's huge, man. That's a huge knowledge nugget you just squeezed out of there. Bruh, Bobito was playing company flow records where LP was 18, 19 years old, right? LP, LP one of my, one of my, one of my big homies in this shit, right? So he was playing like eight steps to perfection, juvenile techniques, right? Before, they was, even, before they was even on walkies. You know what I mean? Firing with you, burn slow. Look at LP now, bro. Run the jewels. It's still yeah. one of the he, he, he after Run that he is Dev Jooks put out put out A Shot Rock, put out Cannibal Ox, <sighs> put out his own shit, fantastic damage, put out multiple classics with that, and then now he reinvented himself with Killer Mike as Gosh. running the jewels, man. Like LP is, that lineage is crazy, bro. He's one of my favorite people. In my opinion, R2J4 was album of the year last year. Like, they're literally my favorite act right now in terms of music. And, and, and you see how see how that connects? Yeah, man. you didn't even know you didn't even know who stretching by B. You didn't even know the lineage of stretching by Beat. Though stretching by Beat though was the reason that LP got on. Like not saying that he wouldn't have got on without Bobito and all of no, that, no, but of course. And, this, and, and LP but, is still one of the strongest. Acts out in, in 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 music today, one of the one of the largest one of the biggest groups in indie in indie music period. That's yeah, crazy. That's so cool. Like that's why I'm so grateful that you're here talking to me about this stuff because I'm not the only one sitting here tripping. Other people are in the comments going wow the whole way through this. I promise you, fucking tripping out a lot of people in a positive way. Thank you for sharing that. But I have yeah, one more question. I was gonna tell you. Oh yeah, sorry. Go and ahead. don't forget to like explain things all the way through. You know what I mean? All like right. pumpkin head. Like feel free. You know what I yeah. mean? Educate yeah. on yeah. names. Educate that's on each name because not everybody. We know. We right. know. But, but everybody that's what you else. You hit it. No, we got this. But there's still one. We got one more really big question that never got answered in that explanation. We got context for oh, the yeah. question. Was a stretch and a bambito yeah. kid? We still didn't answer what those were. Uh, Okay. <laughs> now, when I when I when I what I say by that is that that was what raised me into what molded me into the hip hop that I've grown to that I've that I've performed that I've done. That's pretty much molded my hip hop persona. Like not persona, but I mean that's that's pretty much like not the nucleus, but a large amount. Like so, that's what molded us mm. that era. You know what I'm saying? Like for me personally, that's what made me want to rhyme like that. I wanted to get on Barbito. Cause that's what I heard in school, you know what I'm saying. So when, when I would like honestly, when I was able to do that, I was like, you know what I mean? Like that was that was literally all I wanted to do. Now I didn't have any aspiration. Let me drop a let me drop a record. Let me drop a single. Let me 
go on tour. Like all that, all that shit came later, bro. It was like, yo, let me go on Bobito and, and murk this shit, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was able to do that with with Lil Sin and all that, and that was pretty much my my goal. Like that's 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 wild. Yeah, I, I had such lofty goals and visions. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but it's good to have lofty goals and visions. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I was a Bobito baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that that a lot of people. uh Overlook a lot of those. A lot of those artists don't get spoke. Don't don't get uh mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Like all the big ones get mentioned. Like like I said, the Nas's and the Jay Z's and Big L's, they always get mentioned. Wu Tang and shit. Like they legends. I mean, no disrespect, but they get they get mentioned everywhere. So who fucking cares? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yes. like Bob, nah, that's no disrespect. No, you know it's not. I mean? It's no facts. Like, yeah, the niggas get mentioned everywhere. Like, all right, whatever. Like, let's move on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he he was. For it for indie hip hop, you know what I'm saying? The whole the whole uh psychological records, the whole necro and everybody spawned from that. You know what I'm Yo. saying? Uh non-fiction spawned from that. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, <laughs> uh natural natural elements, the producer Charlemagne came from that. You know what I'm saying? Like curious MF Doom came from that. MF Doom came from Bobito, bro. That's crazy. No, Clarify the Charlemagne name, because no, you. you can't say Charlemagne. Everybody in the world's gonna think you talking about Charlemagne the God. So I want to just co-sign what Flacco said. said. The producer, yeah, not I, Charlemagne the God. From even when you said that, I still thought Charlemagne the God. Even though you said the producer, yeah. I didn't even know there was another Charlemagne. Yeah, there, there was another. Produ there's a producer who's been around for years and years, way before Charlemagne the God. But he's a producer, so he's not. He doesn't he's not, he's not vocal. Who, by the way, worked with? Wasn't he the one that was working with Bianca when he was working with Dipset and them, or something like that? I think he was. He was the one that was like taking Bianca and Mahogany with like the the the, the connections of all yeah. this. It goes to show you that it's a big hip hop <laughs> tree, and the the roots go so deep that it touches it, everybody's families. And Cool Man Logan, yeah, point, big point. Fat joke, but like mm. pun. I heard of pun because of Bobito. You know no. what I'm saying? Like so, that that's what I'm saying. So that molded that molded us. You know what I'm saying? Like that we used to we used to fucking, you know, we 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 would have last we would have lasted like the Walkman kids and shit. So we we used to still walk around Walkmans for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And we used to tape like if I had the Bobito, like niggas used to literally tape the tape and sell the tapes. Like come on, bro. I had no idea that that happened. So those are like original, almost like mixtapes. So people, maybe not original, but an era of kind of mixtapes then, right? It was just an exclusivity yeah. thing. It was just, a, it was just a, it was just a, the fact that you had it, right? Like some people knew, like you could be in New York City, you could be in tune with all sorts of things and still not know about this underground hip hop station. Mm -hmm. And so the people like Penn and Zoo and me and everybody who's mentioned it on this show, it's like we all kind of were in tune with this one cool thing that everybody else in the city still wasn't really in tune with the way they were in tune with Hot 97. And we had like a, a little bit okay. of a leg up okay. on everybody and knew about Lyricist talent Lyricist before everybody. Sorry, go ahead. Lyricist Lambs came from that. AF Skills came from that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of lineage, you know what I'm saying, that come right from that, that come right from the stretch of Barbito. You know that that radio station for those for those for those years they were operating, man. Dude, that is amazing. 
because like now when I know you... there's a documentary about this. I know I say that word word weird. Uh, I know. Uh, so I'm gonna check that. And honestly, for me, it's like it helps me learn more, right? So that I can be it, better at doing this. And, and even even in that documentary, it's like I'm a super fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> even in that documentary, they still they still covered just a lot of the big names. But mm-hmm. they did have a part where they a lot of people. And they gave my bro PH light, so I'm definitely not I'm definitely not mad at them at all. But there's a lot of people that they ain't mentioned on that. But that's you know? where uh, in 2021, Poison Pen is the guy that we're all talking to to get the real reels from. Because, yo, I'm not the only one who knows that you're the guy that knows what really happened to a lot of things. So that's why it's fucking wonderful that you're giving us your time like this, man. It's so cool of you. Nah, it's all good, man. That's what I'm here for, man. I guess, I guess... I guess being around for everything has its benefits, huh? So let's get it. Let's talk. Let's let's chop these fables, man. Um, all right. So as far as your story goes, my actual second question, because yeah, we're already this far deep, and we're only at question two of my like list of real questions. That's amazing, dude. Uh, my second real question is about when you actually do start your musical journey. So as we established, there's the music stuff around you, and you said you got into like iced tea and stuff. So I guess when do you remember the moment you heard a song and we're like, bro, that's it. That's my shit. And then what song it was. And then as that migrated into this Stretch and Bobbito era, do you remember how it like moved into you're going to start writing? Um, I really don't have that answer because, like I, my, like I said, my family was always involved in music. And my, and my, and my, so I told you about my, my cousins and my pops. My pops plays, you know what I'm saying, plays as well. And he's on, um, he plays keys and all that. He was a producer. My pops... He's actually in um, SWV's video, uh, the I'm So Into You shit. Okay. From back in the day. But that shit was like, they, that shit went multi-platinum. So back then it was huge. My pops in there with his, with his shirt off, all you torso playing the keys and shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had a soundboard right now. You hit that. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so I was always there too, so. I don't have to answer like so. It to answer, to answer the question, but I answer the question. So uh, it was always a rally. So I, like I always would like play around, you know. So I can't say the first time I was like, "Yo, let me write something." I really have no idea because I always played around. Even if even if before I considered myself a rapper, when I was saying other people's rhymes, because I was always a, I was always a dictionary. Mm. So uh, you know, I was always saying other people's shit because I I know you could play if you play the song now that I knew from. Back when I was a kid, if, if I haven't heard it for twenty years, I still I still know the shit word for word type shit. Dude, I'm a fucking a, weirdo. No, that's a talent though. Yo, I'm, I do album reviews, and I can tell you, I can't do that. And there's some of you guys that can, and y'all just hear the words and spit it verbatim. Me, I hear. Oh, uh, the stuff that resonates. Man, I can't even remember yeah. my own fucking lyrics anymore. It's fucked up. Like it's like yeah. really crazy. So I, I respect but that it's talent. About- it's my job, yo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially when I run around but bro tech and all it's my job. I gotta remember I remember I it's I remember I remember lyrics like it's nothing. If I hear that shit two, three times, I got you. It's whatever. I but see. yeah, so um I can't tell you the first time, like, yeah, I'm, I'm writing rhymes, but you know, but to answer the question, like grow seeing seeing like all the all the grow with little like I grew up in Best Star, man. So like seeing like people like Jay Z going ridiculous and biggie and like people that i've seen like not like i ain't gonna say i knew them but they was older but people that i've literally seen though I've, these people that i've literally spoke to in real life I'm not saying like they, we were best friends and i was younger than them uh, but yeah, like, these people that i've literally seen and and, and, and engaged with 
You know what I'm saying? So like, it's been a part of me ever since. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, that's just a crazy idea, right? Like, I I can't really conceptualize it. It's almost mythical. Like, there isn't really a lot of that here outside of hockey players. And then I guess in a way in Montreal, hockey players are cool, but. Yep. But, like, to come back to where you're at, like, to actually be in the same place that Biggie is doing. Like, we get that, like, that one video of Biggie as a teenager rapping and freestyling, right? In front, in front of the bodega, right? That one video is all we really get. You yeah, know, there's not much else. But you else. know what? That, I walk past that store every day. That's what I'm trying to, to Today still. Woo. That's what I'm trying to say. This is what, that's where I'm from. Like, this, like, and I'm, like, you, you understand what I'm saying? So the, so the moments that people have, like, from video and that are folklore, like, a lot of these moments I've seen, like, I, I wasn't there for that. No, no, fair saying? enough. But, like, we, I get but, it. But, but, those, but those are those are the blocks that I walk. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, so, like, but to answer the question about, about, about rhyming and shit, like, when, uh, like, really, like, wanting to really take, like, take a shit, like, just, like, okay, we can rap. Like, it's when, when, uh. Me and, my, me and my cousin right here, we when we linked up, you know what I'm saying, with the bros, man, with, 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 with Boot Camp, with Sean Price and all of them, bro. We was, you know what I'm saying, we was just, you know what I mean? Like, you just randomly. We, 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 we that, so linked up with them and then, and then see, like, seeing how, because even, like, Biggie and them, like, it was, it's still, like, I didn't know them. Like, I've been, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, like, you know, the big bro, the big bro Sean recipes and Rock and all of them, it's like, oh. Like I'm, I, I, I stand next to these niggas. Like, okay, that's to that show me it was accessible. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like seeing Biggie in them and just seeing every like, cause my thing is being from Brooklyn. Like it's that's everybody always got something cool to say about Brooklyn. Whether so you can you can you can you can be cool by osmosis and shit. You know what I'm saying? Without even putting no pain in, you could be cool just because yo, I was my my my, my mom's my mom's is from Brooklyn. I go I come through on Thanksgiving. You feel me? Like. But nah, son, like we 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 was literally out here, bro, like ingrained in the soil, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So so when I seen like Ruck and rocking them and, and, and bucking them, that was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we can do that. Like, yeah, okay, we in the loop. That's yeah, this is what this is what's up. But but what but what made me really wanna write rhymes, write rhymes, write rhymes? Like the one of the first joints that really made me be like, yo, I gotta. I have to, I want to rap for real. When I heard Broken Language, Smooth and Trigger. When I heard that, I said, oh yeah, I, oh, oh, niggas is rapping. I got to rap. So that's, that's that, 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 that means. You said that, four that, names so far, Penn, that like you just named them casually. Yeah. And I know Holden yeah. do not know who Rock and Ruck is. I know like who that. they are. Come on. Okay, okay all right. I'm an well, album I'm reviewer so doing Classic so Quest. Literally, yes, I know who they are. I, I know All right, who they are. so then, but still, he can he can elaborate on on like yes. when he when he met them. Like yes, the, the, I was going to definitely peel back to that because I'm in my head going, he just name dropped some people I do know, and I know that other people know who they are too because they're like hugely significant. I was like, I was like going, wow, that's like the boot camp click. I might be saying it wrong. Yeah, but I'm those just are the big, big obvious. I'm just like you're, you're. You're fucking just mentioning them like nothing. I'm like to me, I'm a little like my jaws like opening and shit. <clears throat> and I'm like that's fucking so cool because I actually do get how significant they are, and I actually do appreciate that. Like I've I've covered Sean Price's work before, and his lyricism is like, you know, like, and it's not just that the way he delivers stuff and just the finesse with it, you know. Like I really appreciate that kind of thing. So just to be able to say that you're a young guy. 
and these dudes is around you and you're like yeah yeah i can do that so casually is fucking huge but here's the thing i've also heard you rap so i'm not hating it because it makes total sense to me that's i mean they 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 were huge i mean brooklyn's just an influence but now like direct direct influences was definitely helped to skelter man sean price you know what i'm saying that's that's been that's the big bro like just Watch, watching him from from early on until until he left, like <clears throat> yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Watching him in the lab, like we we helping him <clears throat> help me get better. And on top of that, um, I, I you know we I, I I helped him out in some ways as well. Like just 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 you know that's that's my big bro like that. You know what I'm saying? My, my bro Bam can attest to it, man. Like he that, that so I'm, that that so that was one of the main influences and shit, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Not like niggas wanted to rap like them, but I know I had to. I know if, if I spit some bullshit, I know Ruck was going to clown me. <clears throat> so I had to make sure Ruck liked. I had to make sure Ruck liked what I spit. Sean, Sean Price. Um, I had to make sure. So anytime I write, even in the back of my mind, you know, there's two, there's two people now. Because the, the last, the last, the last two D rhymes I wrote, I was like, yo, what's up? I, I, I was, I had, I got, I got a um, Nostranav Street sign. That's, that's, that's the avenue that I was raised on. And I got a, Vice versa sticker on there, mm. my man Joe Jack. And then I was like, I, I ain't feel like writing no rhymes. And I looked at Vice, and I was like, I got you, nigga. So like, it was it's it's, it's like that. Like you gotta you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like I I gotta show up for these niggas. You feel me? So that's that's why that's why that that's why I write. That's why I rhyme how I rhyme. You feel me? But it's a big time <clears throat> knowledge nugget in that, right? And it's about finding somebody that you see a quality in that you think is admirable, right? And the knowledge nugget is that you aspire to emulate that behavior that's dope and it forces you to up your game. And become, no, I, w- I wouldn't say emulate, just not, not I, I, it has emulates, to be not, a certain quality. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was trying to convey. Sometimes I don't always pick the perfect words, but the idea I was trying to convey is that it's more like you need you you have a standard that you want to meet of quality in your life and you find the right people to go, yo, would these people fuck with what I'm saying? And that's what I heard you say. And that's an amazing thing that most people should do in order to achieve growth within oneself. So I really like that you shared that. That's what's up, man. Where's Bob? <clears throat> um, but that's fucking crazy stills. Um, what's it like what's it actually like? to be around these guys i mean i know you for you it's like nothing but like this is you know an interview with a bunch of people who are about big fans of everybody any kind of stories or anything you want to share that is just whatever that you feel cool with something cool that happened would be fucking dope um it's kind of difficult with these people that i just don't so it's like i don't have like how is it it's like I don't, it's, it's how it was you know what i'm saying it's like these you know i, I looked up to them too maybe not to the level I mean, I, I look up to him immensely, but maybe not to the level because you guys, I'm a fan, but at the same time, I, I'm 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 out, I've been in the field, so it's not, and, and we from the same place, so I guess it's a, it's a totally different perspective. Mm. So I never really looked at it like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I never, honestly, never looked at it like that. Like how was it? It was dope to 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 chop it up with my bros and to be accepted by. You know, legendary. I have, I have, I have iconic peers. You know what I'm saying? Like I have peers that are icons in, in, in history. So it's just cool that you know, it's, it's you got to be of a certain ilk to 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 just be able to be around certain people. You know, a lot of people, 
you can't just be in their cipher like that. But you know, you know, my aura is the cheat code, I guess. You feel me? I feel you that. Know, like, like the big bro, like MF Doom passed away and shit. And it's like, it's crazy because I look at shit that I think about things like sometimes when we, you know, motherfuckers be down, especially during this whole pandemic shit, motherfuckers be down like fuck. And then you think about shit that you did, it's like, damn, I did a lot of shit that can't nobody that can't can't be echoed anywhere like you know what i'm saying so as down as i could get it's like damn you you did some legendary shit like i did you know what i'm saying like doom was my was that was the big bro i i i, I used to just watch him you know what i'm saying we had a we had a fucking we had a fucking crew together and shit you know what i'm saying strong monsters and shit you know what i mean like i did the bloody chain song on 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 this album and shit you know what i mean like just it's just I mean, I looked up to him too, but it was just somebody I knew. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like it. It's just somebody I knew. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you just casually threw like, in that you did a Doom track, right? Like, to me, I mean, that's I, like, wow. I feel like so much, how much people really, really, I mean, I guess, you know, now that he's gone, now, now everything is celebrated to the 10th power and shit. You know what I'm saying? But so I, I mentioned it now because, you know, I want to celebrate the bro too, but also, Show that I did some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm not gonna you know, lie, Pen. We did, we did, we did Coachella, bro. We did fucking Coachella together, bro. You did Coachella like, with MF Doom. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. We did. We it was uh, who's out there? Me and Water Technique. <laughs> I text said I, I, there was no solo points per set at Coachella. Let's be clear. But 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 <laughs> I I did I did I did get paid handsomely to perform at Coachella. Um, but yeah, and uh, we and it's funny we were, we were we were in like one of the small tents, and there was like ten thousand people. That was just, that was a small tent. That was a small one. You know what I'm saying? And, 10, and we was out. People. You know what I mean? And we was doing what we regularly do: getting drunk and rhyming. Like it wasn't nothing like, yo, we out here. Because the funny shit is when we did Coachella, that shit wasn't even that shit wasn't even popping like that to the mainstream. Everybody started talking about Coachella like three, four years after we did this shit, and I'm like, oh. Like the pot, the pot, cold pot hologram shit was like at least three, four years after we had did that shit already. So I'm like, oh, niggas is jacking that shit now. I could have been getting pussy off this shit, my nigga. Like, nigga, like, niggas... <laughs> <laughs> like before we was doing all the Instagrams and shit, bro. Like, I, like I would have had a hundred thousand pictures. Like I'm at Coachella. I noticed like one or two old pictures floating around on Facebook or something. That that if I if I see the picture. I'm good like that. If I see a picture, I remember scenarios. So I know there's a picture or two floating around, but not not with the bro Doom though. But with with uh with me with me and Immortal Technique, and I think probably my bro Kid. You know you know that just saying me and Immortal Technique carries the exact same fucking weight, right? As every other name you've dropped, dude. As I but see see but, I, but see when you say drop, that I mean I know I know you're not you don't mean it like that, but to nah, me, no, that's know that's that's mean, like though. that's like clout shit, bro. Like. No, okay. like, not so we don't. So from my mind, it's like there's a there's an understanding oh. with everybody watching that you are not yeah. name dropping for clout. It's that you're so fucking inch. You're the celebrity here. You're the fucking guy. It's not these guys. You're so interesting that you are just name dropping these people like it's fucking nothing. And for me, I'm like, what? So it's not like they're super fucking interesting. It's your super fucking interesting, dude. I I, I, I don't see a lot of shit, yo. Absolutely. I see a lot of shit. 
So like the fact that you can just say this shit and like you you explained it, it's not anything special to you. And nobody here is going, man, Pan is just trying to whatever. It's more like you have seen all this shit. You said you saw all the significant stuff. And you're not acting a way about it. You're just explaining the history, which is, I mean, if you saw famous people do famous things and your peers are legends, I guess that makes you a legend too. That's how I see you. Everyone I talk to called Penn a legend. The work, the work you put in your impact make you a legend. Not, not knowing motherfuckers. Knowing motherfuckers just mean you know motherfuckers. It's different. But I definitely think that my understanding of you is you're a legend, and that is anybody that I've talked to who's heard your name is kind of used that kind of language to describe you. So I don't know. I see you in the same light as that. To me, there's no difference between an MF Doom and a Poison Pen for how fucking cool the opportunity would be to talk to either of you. I just want you to understand how I'm coming from. For That's what you're like in my world. You're one of those guys. I respect, bro. Respect, respect. All day. Yeah. Thank you. No, for real, dude. Like, I'm blowing away. I'm, I'm, I'm like geeking a little bit here maybe a little more than i should be as an interview host but it's very sincere i fucking am so impressed by this so conversation by this it's so cool. so cool like i go on youtube to watch shit like this and now it's happening to me in my face it's so fucking interesting you know um so when did you actually start writing like when did you get serious with it how old were you um teenager late, late, teen. were you like freestyling a lot before then or did you like were you a yeah. pen and pad kind of guy you said that I freestyle a lot, you said? Yeah, well, well, like, were you more of a freestyle guy or more of, like, a pen and a pad guy? Yeah, that was, that was mandatory uh, growing up. You know what I mean? That's just coming up. You just had to be adept in all different uh, aspects of the, of the trade. So, yeah, free, that's what we used to do, you know, ciphers. Because before growing up, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't getting shows and shit. Motherfuckers ain't know me. So mm. we, had to, we, had to, we had to hit the street. You feel me? So... <clears throat> I used to uh, go to New York and going back to the Barbito thing. Barbito used to mention on the on the air we got the you know New York Post Cafe, so that's the first place I ever went because Barbito said it on the air, and I knew it was down at Les. But um, you know this is this is pre gentrification Les. This is when Les was 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 still uh you know a little seedy. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So I used to you know, I used, we used to pull up there like you know ready for action type shit. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, so they didn't, you know, I used to go there, people, you know, it's funny, I think I was on the, we had a little quick conversation with one of the, one of the we had a chat, like we was just in conversation speaking on, you know, I was like, yo, I remember those days, like, you know, you know, as far as EOW, you know, I, I put in the work and the brothers respect, we respect each other, so they give me, I get a little leeway when I walk, when I walk in, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a thing, it's a, it's a little moment when the motherfucker pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got to sign a list. Sue me. You feel me? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? We're going to walk. We're going to do what the fuck we do. Because, you know, that whole weight. But coming up, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. You feel me? So I used to go to New weekend and sign the list at 8 o'clock. And then I'd be like the fourth, fifth person there signing the list. And then I'm sitting there all night. Motherfuckers just walking and they throwing them on say, but these are all motherfuckers I heard on the radio and shit. So it's like really like they deserved it. But in my mind, I didn't see it that way. So I used to be mad. So I should so my whole my, my only option was to go outside. You know what I'm saying? I was never like a scary dude. So I used to, I'm, I'm from the style, feel me? So you should go outside. And I used to just black on motherfuckers in the ciphers and shit. So I used to pay I used to look and pay attention to whoever was getting the biggest response inside. 
And then I would step to that motherfucker outside, like, what's up? And that's how I started getting my rep up, you know what I mean? Like, after a while, it was like, you know, so he's going from here, from spot to spot. Okay, you ain't gonna let me inside, I'll run outside. The big, the big homie on, the big homie Thurston Howe, used to, used to pick me up at my mom's crib. He had a drop, you know what I'm saying? And he used to pick me up at my mom's crib and take me to the city and just point out, point at people like, yo, get at him, get at him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like we, so we used to go, like, motherfuckers used to, used to sick motherfuckers on motherfuckers and shit. Like, that's how we came up. You know what I'm saying? I came up the same exact way, so now yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to, I used to, you have to be the pit bull when you're the young, when you're the young one, and you the, you the one that everybody on the team and and in the family is looking to. Like, all right, well, if you want to yeah. do it, this is what you got to do. Then you become the little pit bull, you know. When everybody wants them to rhyme, you got to rhyme, but, and but you me gotta doing, impress everybody. Facts. But Thurston, Thurston did that, and me and me fucking around. Cause I used to look up to Thurston crazy. Cause first of all, on some Brooklyn shit, he he was already a legend. You know what I'm saying? And he was already coming up. You know, and he was come. And he was he he was like already. I think it was already pushing that whole MTV shit and all that. Like, you know, Thurston. Was, I, I know Thurston. You know what I mean? And so he's. He introduced me to a lot, just taking me around, just like he don't even realize. I tell him all the time, like when we speak, like I don't talk to him as much as I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like he introduced me to a lot of people, bro. Like he introduced he introduced me. He introduced Thurston Howe introduced me to Eminem. And, and we running around like on a pit on some pit bull shit. He that's when I was running around like and he used to fucking sick me on people and I was battling and all that Did shit. You I don't battle that Eminem? Shit. Did I what? Did you say you battled Eminem? I did not. I did not say that. I, I, was, I, was, I was clarifying. I, I, I say. I say. I said. I, <laughs> we're not throwing that lie out there. Um, <laughs> nah. I said he. He. He introduced. I met him through him. Okay. You well, know what I mean? But that was. That was just on the strength of how we. How we stayed. Like how we was already always out there ready to go. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying. So thirst. You know thirst respected that on top of just being you know, you know real you know some Brooklyn shit. You know what I mean? So he used to. He used to Take me around and shit, and we used to just he used to sick me on people, and then he he had went out he went out and did uh the rap Olympics, and he met he met Eminem, and he he called me like yo I met this dude, and he's like yo I met this I met this white boy yo this boy this dude's crazy da 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 I'm like word and you know and, and like I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a kid yo like I'm, I'm like this this is like you know this is like fucking young, like milk on breath in a early rap shit. Like this is all. This is all. Like all motherfuckers did was rap, just battle and hit the street. Like I didn't know nothing about structure, no songs, nothing. Like this was early in the game. Like I hadn't. I, I had not. I don't think at, the, at that time I had not never even recorded anything. This is how how young. You know what I'm saying? But I was. Just, but I was just outside. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was just like, yo. He came back from California and was just going off just, you know, about the experience and stuff. Because, you know, motherfuckers wasn't traveling to fucking battle. Like, what was that? Like, we ain't that. That wasn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fly motherfuckers across the country to battle people? Like, really? That that, that happens? So, like, so, but he, so it was an experience. You know what I mean? So he came back hype. And he was like, yo, I met this white boy. Yo, he's nice. He's nice. And all he kept saying, all he kept saying to me was, 
All he kept saying was, yo, he rhymes whole sentences. He rhymes whole sentences. <laughs> because <laughs> at that time, you know, you can see how Eminem compounds and stacks his multis and all that. They, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a phrase for that at the time. You know what I mean? So all Thurston kept telling me was, he rhymes his whole sentences. He rhymes his whole sentences. And so he had me. So I was just like, ah, I'm like, yo. I'm, and I've never heard him sing nobody's praises like that ever. Like, you know, right. like on some, rap, on some rap shit. Like Thurston was like one of the best dudes I ever knew on some freestyle shit. Like Thurston Howe was a fucking legend outside, you know what I mean, freestyling. So... So, so for somebody who I already thought was like top of the food chain on that shit, to to sing somebody else's praises like no, but this guy is amazing. So then when I met him, I was like, yo, he he, he had a show at uh, Wetlands. Thurston was like, yo, we gonna pull up to the show. Meet me, meet me on the, meet me on the A train. Meet me at Canal Street. So I took the A to Canal Street. We, I messed on the Canal Street. We walk over to the club. <clears throat> we walk over to the club and shit. We just having a regular conversation. And um we go in the club. It's a lyric it's a lyricist lounge uh event. And uh as a matter of fact, the big homie Strip for Weston was hosting. I think yeah, Tech was hosting. I think both of them, Tech and Still was hosting. And uh, it was a lyricist lounge show, you know what I'm saying? And there's a bunch of motherfuckers performing. And um there's a bunch of motherfuckers performing. He was like, yo, he was like and the, and the crowd was super hostile. Like, they wasn't giving nobody no kind of love that got on stage. Right. right? It was super hostile in there. A few of my friends got on there and didn't get no love. You know what I mean? One or two of them might be in this, it may be in this interview somewhere floating around. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it, was a, it was a bad look for everybody. And, um, but, but they were handing out these Eminem stickers. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, this 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 is shit right here. I'm like, all right, cool. So the whole so the crowd was mad restless. The crowd the show was pretty not the show wasn't good. And then the crowd, I guess, I guess there's some people that were, that was already that already knew that already that was already already in tune. Like I didn't know. You know what I mean? So 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 some people in the crowd are going, Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. And so Tech was like, so Tech was like, yo, fuck, are you ready? He was like, yeah, he was like, yo, fuck it, yo, Eminem. So Eminem came out. And shit, and he started rhyming and shit, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker different, yo!" Like at that time, I ain't really, I ain't really heard nobody rhyme like that. You know what I'm saying? He wanted, so even even though I don't, even if I don't dig a lot of his material, there's no way you can't call Eminem a great because he literally changed the way people rap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no way you can't. Like if 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 a motherfucker rapped and it made people rap different, that motherfucker is is one of those one of those ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Regardless of maybe the subject matter or content or whatever, that's something different. But yeah, like when as soon as as soon as he opened as soon as he opened up and started rhyming, it was just like what the fuck? I'm like wow, like like I never heard nothing like that before. You know what I mean? And then, and then the crowd went ape shit bananas and shit. He did that song the uh. I just don't give a fuck. You know, that whole fuck the world like Tupac. I just don't give a that's he did that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, this this uh Slim Shady, Rain Dad like Jim Brady, I mean M80, you little like that Kim lady, that's it. 
and yo, yo, motherfuckers was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I and then after, then I just, I just, I just stepped up to him like, yo, fam, I ain't know, bro, I ain't know, like, you one of the ones, and, I, and that was from back then. I was like, you one of the ones, you know what I mean? And they, look, look at him, you know what I'm saying? RP proof though, you know what I'm saying? RP proof though, real shit. You knew proof too? Yeah, for sure. That's my G. That's my G. You know what I'm saying? Um, like it's funny, like a lot of shit that he. I look at a lot of shit that he did out there for the in Detroit. That remind me a lot of this shit I, that I do out here. You know what I'm saying? But him and PH, him and PH, him and PH was uh close was 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 closer in age and shit. So him and PH was 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 real tight. And it's funny. The last time I seen Proof, he asked me about PH. <laughs> That's crazy. The last time I seen Proof. He asked me about PH and he got killed like like a month or two later. And shit, that's crazy. But yeah, proof was proof was my G, man. Um, yeah, man. I was, he was he was he did a lot for he did a lot for his people out there in Detroit. Don't get don't get don't get the credit for it. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, uh, shit. They I get um when uh D12 first formed as a group when they came out to New York for they for their promo when they first came out on their first on their first promo tour. I gave him. I gave him their first show in New York. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. Without without M, M, M wasn't there. But everybody else, you know, what I mean, Canava, everybody, you know, the whole the whole squad, you know, what I mean, bizarre, everybody. Yeah, there was a it was at Don Hills. <clears throat> we was at Don Hills, and I was doing the, you know, I've been host I've been hosting shows since I was like fucking nineteen twenty. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I was hosting that shit, and uh, yeah, and I, yeah, gave me their first show. All right, so let's, in, in let's, let's go back to being a teenager. So you're a rapper, you're you're going around, you're the pit bull, you're meeting all these people. Also, we got a question from the audience. If you're okay with answering that, this one's from Ismail Gadamsi, who's a big fan of like everything you're saying. He wants to just know your opinion on Master Ace. Ace, come yeah. on, that's Brownsville, baby. Ace, um, it's funny because I mentioned Eminem, so so so, so I see somebody. Somebody, somebody, somebody got to throw Ace in there, you know what I'm saying? Now, Ace, um, Ace is, I mean, I'm, I'm too Brooklyn biased, man. So he from Howard. He from Howard Projects, so he from the Ville, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my brother did Karoshi Do in the projects. You feel me? Like, so Ace, that's, 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 the, that's the guy. But, um, as far, but he, he one of the most technically proficient MCs of all time. You know what I'm saying? And, um. He got he got he got a few hits that people don't give him credit for, man. Like he reinvented himself. And then after the whole Juice Crew shit, he reinvented himself with the, with the INC. The whole Slaughterhouse was a classic album. There was a Slaughterhouse before before the four guys before the, the guys the other guys kept kept them the name. But you know what I'm saying? Like that Slaughterhouse album, Master Ace INC. You know, shout to Lord Digger, even though Digger can't stand Master Ace right now for whatever reason. That's on them. But they, they, but you know, but yeah, man, Ace, Ace is a certified legend, bro. And on some football shit in Brooklyn, he, he, he a legend on that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a Brooklyn legend in all aspects, man. You know what I'm saying? And and he's like secretly a lot of people's uh template when it comes to you know a lot of can a lot of people how they structure their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out to Ace. Ace is like um. Ace is like one of the first guys to also do like that West Coast sound before it became like a cool hip thing to even do. He you called it B bass. 
Nice. B bass, not G funk. It was B bass. <laughs> but to be fair, but for the see, but see now you want now you want to open up this whole rabbit hole, right? Yep. You talk about West Coast sound. Why was it a West Coast sound? Because it because the because the record that he sampled because the because the womp 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 that's fucking knowledge, me nigga. That's a Long Island record. Just the West Coast motherfuckers took that shit. It they they kind of owned it. That's like that's like every to begin with. That's like every region though, right? That's like every region though, right? Like in the in the South with the bounce, their their joint coming from the Trigger Man record, which is a dude from Queens. Everything that nobody from Queens listened to. <laughs> that nobody from Queens listened to. Everybody, everybody's sound really does originate with us. Like I was telling somebody that the other day. Like everybody's sound originates with us regardless. They just don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're a hip hopper, you 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 were New Yorker by by default, yo. I like Word. that. All right, so um, that's I uh, thank you for answering that. Honestly, Ismail's like a real one. He's been like following us for a couple of years in terms of my side of things. Um, but yo, uh, back to when you were a teenager, were you doing songs and shit, or were you just rhyming and writing? I mean, mostly I was running around just trying to get together, man. So I what, started recording so like. Yeah, I started recording like early twenties. So, uh, so I started. I mean, but but all the first records that I ever dropped, the first all the records, like all the records, the first records I did, they all like, came, like my first record came out in '01. Yeah, and that was like the second song I ever recorded, like so, solo song, like without without my stronghold brothers or, or or whoever else. Like the first songs I recorded, and the only reason I recorded them was because. I did a show and these guys asked me if I had those verses recorded and I was like, yeah, 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 I do. I didn't. <laughs> and I just, so I just recorded some songs to the same beats and put out a record. And that's how I started recording songs. Wow, that is, that is actually incredible. So when did you start performing properly? Like, like when I say properly, I mean like there's a difference between like, you know, running around and then you're actually doing like shows and shit. Uh, so what does uh, properly means? I'm, I mean, properly is not a great word. Um, so, like, I like actual shows. I mean, like the first time you got getting paid, or, or. Uh, yeah. So I'm not from an era where people get paid to perform, right? So even that. Oh uh, damn, itself, that sucks. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, in fact, I'm from an era where people pay to perform. That's kind oh, of. Oh, that's that really sucks. It's kind of what it is. Um, we're trying to fix it, but. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're building the village that it's gonna take to make things a little bit to, different. To be fair, I was in a pay for play era, and I and I did it one time, and I and I didn't like how that I didn't like how it played out, so I said fuck that, and I just went extra hard, so I didn't have to do it. I have a very similar experience personally, and this is part of my going extra hard so I don't have to do it. So I totally relate to that idea in full. But when did you start promoting then? Like, what was that happening before the songs? Or, like, I don't know what the timeline is like. But also, while you're at it. was, like, simultaneous. Um, Big Zoo asked if uh, a good question, uh, made a good point. Can you break down what Stronghold Crew is? Because I don't know what that is personally. I got you. Um, but to answer, yeah, to answer the question, <laughs> I, I, I was getting paid to do shows before I had a record out like it was just i just had energy and you know at that time you know you could tie things together freestyling you had a bunch of verses you could make it happen 
So I was getting paid to do shows way before I had a record, a, a record at least wow, at least two three, at least two three years before I had a record out. Because the first time I the first time I left the country to do a show was 1998, and I ain't put out a record to 2001. Okay. So how old are you? And, I, when and, this and, is all, the, and all the shit I performed at the show. I wrote on the bus on the way to the show on the on the fucking Greyhound to go up there. I just had beats and I just wrote all the rhymes. But that came because I was always, you know what I'm saying? I was always on my toes. You feel me? Like there was so I, I was always on I was I was getting paid for shows. I I did a um ninety I did a show. Yeah, by ninety nine, I guess I started getting consistently paid to do shows. I did a show at Pace University. I did a show at Pace University. I opened up for um, like the Beat Nuts and like Fat Joe or some shit like that, and Rock Him. Yeah, so I opened up for them, and then I was like, "Damn, I think I should start recording some music because I can't keep fucking running around, taping, fucking cut, copy and pasting songs together." So I just, I just figured I should start doing that. <laughs> so I started doing that, and and the only reason I was doing songs was just to have was just to give me maturity to do on stage. Like it's funny, like I, I have way more, like if people see me perform, like you, they know way more of my music than I than I actually put out. That's the funny shit. Like everything about what you just said, I've never heard anyone say before. So that was super fucking interesting, right? Because it shows your resourcefulness off the jump. I mean, first of all, it's crazy that you're getting paid to record, like perform, I mean, with nothing. Like, that's legend, okay? Like, hearing that, you became an even bigger legend, in my mind, than a lot of other people, because that's fucking baller. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. You don't even have tracks out, and you're opening for, like, Rakim. Like, I don't know how yeah. it doesn't make you a legend. <clears throat> it's just is what it is. Uh, and then you're inspired to write songs because you got tired of doing it on the fly. Like it, you're just like, eh, whatever. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be more time efficient, or some shit like that. Yeah. And it just ends up right leading to to writing songs. Like that is such a cool story. Um, where did you go to record? How was it like recording at that time? Um, shit. I was recording wherever I could. You know, I was recording wherever I could. I mean, the first song I ever did, I recorded at the crib. Like I said, my pops had to set up in the crib. Mm. So I mean that that was kind of the trial run like that no one no one would, will ever hear that song <laughs> ever. <laughs> you remember but, the but, bars? I I do I really do I tell you I remember everything, bro. I'm not gonna do it to myself. Mm. We'd appreciate it, but I understand. I'm not gonna do it to myself. <laughs> But yeah, um, I recorded a lot of places, man. I, I um, I like there were a lot of people back then from like uh, my boy uh, Liveson, who ended up do, who was doing a lot of work with D, who did a lot of work for D Block. I linked up with him early. We did a lot of music together. Um, yeah, early, back then it was pretty much whoever had a setup. You know what I mean? Because I that I wasn't, I wasn't that um, well versed at the time to, to know. Okay, I need to, I need to, I need to have a base. I need to record here. Have everything from one. You know, back then it was just like, yeah, you got to tell, let's go. You know, what I mean? let's record. Like I didn't, I didn't have that discipline. I didn't, I didn't really. I was learning as I went along, so I was pretty much recording wherever the fuck I could. 
I wasn't even mixing records, bro. Like, yo, son, I put out like three singles without mixing none of them shits, bro. Fucking the sheer lunacy of that shit, bro. Well, I ain't gonna say didn't mix them, but not mix to, to the to the qualifications and 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 the you know the specifics and the and the, and the, the longitude, the latitude of how I like it. You know what I mean? Like I was, I really learned all this shit as we went along. Like I really, I'm a, I'm a dude. I live for the stage, bro. I'm I'm, I'm outside. Like, all this shit, cause I'm outside, bro. Like even as you're, you're saying that, right? So I'm talking to a lot of people about how how we're all gonna do the different things that we do. And when you really look at some of these people that pop off, it's really some of the shittiest sounds you've ever heard. Like some of these songs really are not done, but they pop for whatever reason. And if kid yep. whatever had waited, nah, they just moved. And then what's important, I think, isn't necessarily starting from a place of perfection in 2021. At least, it's more kind of what you did. Just put it out. Keep going. Like you were serving a need when you created your first songs, right? It wasn't like you were trying to go like be a pop star. It was like, nah, I need some shit that I'm performing. That's what I heard you say. So like it really it's a practical yeah, I was, thing. I was gonna get this bread, like, you know, not like I was getting paid millions of dollars, but I was consistently getting paid to be on stage. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. So yeah, I just needed just just to just to satisfy what I needed. To my objective and shit, like I right, got shoulders. This song's done, you know. If I, if if a label hit me up or whatever, oh, these these people hit me up. All right, let me go book fifteen hours next week, and I'll go in the stool and just write a bunch of songs. Like here, like you know, that's that's I always did it just to fulfill a you know a need. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I really know what you're saying on some boss shit in regards to you're just effectively using time management and smart objectives to achieve your goals reasonably rather than just aimlessly doing stuff so every part of what you're saying is yo i had a thing i had to get done an opportunity and at that moment i stepped up to the plate measured out what i needed to get done to pull it off and then i pulled it off and then i achieved the goal i set out to do so what i love about your story is how much you know the business side is really governing your success your success Right, we yeah, we never um we never look for anybody's approval or anything. We just because my thing is I put in enough work from being outside. Like, wait, can't nobody? If you stand in your own two, can't nobody tell you nothing. Mm. You understand mm. what I'm saying? If I wanted to do a show, nobody want nobody want to book a poison pen show. You think I'm whack? All right, I'm gonna book my own show. And guess what? All those people that came in now that saw me. You feel me? Like, all right. Y'all want to you, you want to put out all my friends' records and not put out my record? I I go over here. I put this shit out. Oh, now that I put that out, now now these labels is high. Now I'm getting checks for five figure checks here over here because I ain't give a fuck. Like yo, son, don't don't let nobody tell you what you can and can't do, man. Don't give, don't don't ever do that shit, man. And um, go back. Azu asked about Stronghold. Stronghold was uh the first. It was one was, was the first click that I that I uh that I linked up with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're coming out, you know, as a youngster and shit. Um we formed just, you know, free you know, that that you know, run around ciphers and shit, just doing what we do. Uh we was at this eighty eight hip hop. There was a there was a station, uh a, a station called eighty eight hip hop, a hip hop station uh down in um Where was it at? Broadway and Houston, in downtown, in, in I guess in the, in Soho, in uh in Manhattan. 
So we all, we all, that was a place where everybody would, would converge on Wednesday nights. And, you know, it was a radio station from like, I don't know, I remember the times because I was always there, but it was Wednesday nights. It was a radio station. So we would go there and, and uh, you know, perform battle. Everybody would come through, you know what I mean? I'm talking about not just, not just uh, low lives like myself. I mean, I met, you know, Outkast there. I met Pun oh. there. I met Fat Joe there. I met I met I met the big homie Big L there, rest in peace to him. Like we actually formed a little. He actually he actually gave me advice coming up. You know what I'm saying? He looked out for a little nigga and shit. You know what I mean? So like, but this this was this was a place where where we would all converge. It was a big it was a big radio station. You got to like and I used to get advice to, from Big L. Is that what you just said? We used to talk. We used to talk. Not like it was like, hey, Big L, can you show me how to rap? It was just you know. Oh, I hear you. Do shit like he would just give me little pointers, like "Yo, check this out." Oh, that's what's up. You know what I mean? But um, we were at this at the station, and I was when I was and I was the one running around freestyling. That was me. I was the one battling, and that's how I got my. That was one of the places I got my rep up. You know, strongholds. It was the, we all met there. It was a bunch. It was uh, I, I it was a crew with myself, Breeze, I was flowing. My, me, my, myself, Breeze, I was flowing. Stealth Index, lifelong. And another un- unnamed bozo. And hold on. uh hold on. was that Breeze ever flowing the guy that was at the end of the week two Sundays uh-huh. ago when you told that great anecdote about Yes. Okay, that's fucking cool. Okay, okay, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so we, we formed we formed over there and we just we linked up, man. Like like yeah, I was when they showed me a lot, all, all of them, you know what I mean, regardless of whatever. They showed me like I was actually the youngest. I was actually the youngest one, so the, I, I was the least experienced out of out of all of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was I was the least experienced out of all of them. So, you know what I mean? Breeze to this day, man. Breeze is still is still the sensei. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I I learned a lot fucking with Breeze, and that's and that's how I started doing these shows to to answer, to go back to another question because um. Breeze of a phone was doing his numbers. So I used to I used to just, you know, run around with son. Like I was just I was little man's and shit. I was just running around with him. And that's how that's how I started getting into doing shows. I would come in under Breeze and then earn my keep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So from there it turned into I right, well, you know, now Penn's here, that's what's up. You know what I mean? So that's how I ended up doing Yeah, I love the humility in everything you're saying too. I think people are not even catching this. Yo, that's the thing that impressed me the fucking most about your interviews was your humility, dude. You understand your significance a la max, but you also understand every other person's significance to, like, the fucking T of credit everybody is owed. It's a puzzle, baby. Like, yo, if, like, yo, if, if, if people read the, if, if, if people read the credits and shit, like I, like I used to do, like... I would be more popular if people knew the intricacies of what really goes on. It would it would be a bigger thing. But I, you know what I mean? I don't normally we don't normally I never really had to sit down like this getting getting in depth like that. So that's pretty cool. Yo, people always ask me about like a mortal technique or about a battle or something. I wanna hear the poison pen story. But if it's all right with you, can I just take a little two minute break so I can run to the washroom real quick? This happens, it's just better for my focus. Uh, if that's all right, you know, Flacco, maybe you could hold down the chat for a quick chat minute. for a quick minute. Got you. You ready? <clears throat> Yo, I did, not, I did not know. Did you know, first off, 
First of all, like in the first two minutes, I was just like, bro, I did not know. I did not know that you grew up in like a family that like was in the industry and like made music and like, like what? I did not know that. Like Dama, I think is echoing what I'm saying where like in the first two minutes, I was just like, what? I did not like, I've known you wild long. I did not know. No, I'm also echoing what Zoo was saying about New and New York City hip hop is six degrees of poison pen, literally for real. That is a hundred percent. And that should be a game. Like, like, aren't we so blessed to be like the one degree? Like, where's somebody's one degree? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, somebody is like when they play six degrees of poison pen, they're like, I know this one that knows this one that knows this one that knows Dutch that knows poison pen. You know what I'm saying? Like. Facts, 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 facts. <laughs> and but I also did not know, like I didn't know about, about that, about like you fucking knowing Outcast, like me and Outcast. No, I didn't say I knew Outcast. I said Matt, I met Matt, you. Matt, 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 Matt. Either way, like I know, a, I know a good amount of a lot, right? Because like in even in the last ten years. You've, you know what I mean, met wild people that I'm just like, it's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? I still be mind blown that, um, what's his name? Um, Bill Paxton. Like, uh, rest in peace to Bill Paxton. Isn't he like a genuine poison <laughs> pen fan? Like, his, you know his son, mean? his son, his son was, is, his I mean, son. I don't know what his son was. He, he came up, he came up to me because of his son. And he, he walked, he, he walked up to me. And, and I was just like, <laughs> he's, he, he's like, yeah, my name's Bill. I'm like, yeah, I know your name's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my point. Like, you know what I mean? I know a lot of them. I did not know, like, outcasts. I don't think you ever had, like, even, like, said that. You know what I mean? Like, all I mean, we had years. a conversation on people that I've just met, bro. That would, we'd be talking about everybody. Like, that was, I just, I, know, I met. Yo, honestly, I think we need a Wikipedia <laughs> page. And yo, because Wikipedia is on my mind. Yo, actually, because you said that people usually ask you certain questions, right? And I really appreciated what you said, actually. Because I like it when people basically say I'm doing some different shit. That makes me feel like I'm on the right path. You said everyone asks you boring questions. And I have a mission where I want to fill Wikipedia pages with the content I'm creating. So it's really Yeah, not- Wikipedia been fronting on me for a while, bro. I don't know why I don't have one yet, man. I need, I need that good intro. Well, that's kind of like my goal here, right? So this is the story of Poison Pen. And if it takes 27 parts, I don't care. I'm down. You're a fucking great guy to talk to. This is the best thing I could ever be doing on a Saturday. You know? I can't think of a better thing to do. Word. Dude, you're a great guest. Like, if I have to rate my guest, this isn't that yeah. bullshit like you say this because you're whatever. Because you're whatever. But it's more like you, you in a like, sincere a bad thing, man. Fucking no, that's, that's love. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, like, yo, like, it's not just me. On my side, there's still 13 people fucking chilling with us watching this. There's people commenting the whole time. You are helping us create something, a, a great moment. And it's more like I was thinking about what you said is that. And I was like, yo, that's kind of what we're doing. We're trying to get your story. We want all these little details. Because to me, I realized I try to look up people like you. <clears throat> When I do my album reviews, like the tier you're in, and there's nothing, dude. There's literally nothing. And my city, I live in Montreal. You try Googling Montreal rappers and see what the fuck you find. So if we can create the media, maybe there's a way to even take this interview and use it to put some shit on. I don't know if that's possible. I'm going to look into that this week. But if that could be the thing and I could help you with that, that would make me the happiest person in the world to know that I could contribute in such a way. 
I was I was a heavy part of the Montreal scene in the early two thousands. Bruh. I used to, I, I, I actually put out one of my records with a grant, with a Canadian grant. I appreciate y'all. Um my 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 manage my managers from Montreal. I used to I used to, I used to do fucking uh C cut ninety point three. Yo C cut What I, I used to do Cypher Queens. Oh my um, gosh. DJ, DJ Blast, DJ Blast. Blaster. You know that guy, DJ Blast? Yo, DJ Blaster is on fucking Twitch. There's always a small chance he pops into the shits I'm doing right now, actually. He's yeah. fucking spinning. He, wow. He produced the song on my first. <coughs> That's Blast. He's a different oh, person. Blast. Okay, my bad. I fucked DJ up. DJ Blast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fucked no, up. Oh, I fucked somebody up. else? Okay. Well, yeah, thank like, you, nah, cool like, man, Logan. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I spent a lot of time in Montreal, yo. You know what I'm saying? But it's been a while. And I mean, so... I used to be out there all the time, man. I, 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 I paint. I don't. I don't paint to the streets with with Goldschlager, quite a few times. Um, yeah, bro. We used to have a lot of fun up there. So, and and I, and I did a rec. I had a, I had a, a a single, the fall back single, I did out there with with uh, my producer was from Montreal, the the DJ was from Montreal, and I had a B side with with uh, I had a B side. Oh fuck. It's all right, man. You're you're talking great about Montreal. You're doing like the golden yeah, I, is golden. There's a dude named uh, Malicious. He was on the B side. It was a, so the A side was me take all. I mean, the A side was fall back poison pen. The B side was uh from a okay. uh, Montreal MC named Malicious. And the so record that's called why take this all. guy. That's why this guy hit up my status and said, "Ask about fall back." I'm pretty sure it's yeah. for this moment right here because somebody hit me up. In a comment and said, ask about this song. And with everything you're saying right now, and how that shit links to Montreal, I'm I'm getting the, I'm getting the correlation of why that question was inquired about. <laughs> so we made sure to I, listen I, to I that to shit. Up, I used to be up there heavy, bro. I used to be up there heavy. Yo, that's amazing, dude. I'm really happy that you shared that. Like honestly, I'm really happy. Cause I mean a big part of this shit for me, yo, shut up, baby straight jacket for the follow. On, on Twitch, if they follow you, you have to shout them out. It's the rules. Um, but, like, for me, a big part of this is to be, like, Montreal has history, too. And people in, yeah. unfortunately, my age group sometimes act like Montreal needs to be put on the map in some way. But I'm here in Poison Pen being connected to Montreal. I mean, evidently, we're not insignificant to life. We just don't know our history very well. So that's where you're coming through. And people like you are blessing me on a regular basis. Uh, to, to make sure that we can bridge these gaps. That's why it's called Bridge the Gap, honestly, is what we're doing here. And so I want to thank you again for being here, dude. It's, it's fucking cool. Um, but let's go back to your story a little bit. So you're, like, starting off with the shows. What I liked about what you said, though, is that you were in a situation where you went with people, saw how they did, made sure you were present, and then were elevated. That's how I understood it. Maybe I misunderstood it, but that's how I understood how you got into doing shows. And I think that's mm -hmm. really smart because it's like mentorship and stuff. You found somebody that you could learn from. You did the learning. And when you were capable, you started the doing. So let's talk about you as a promoting in that part of your life and what was going on. As, as far as promoting events and things of that nature? Yeah, because that's, again, stuff that you would be inherent to you and considering who you become you yeah. know it's kind of interesting um, to hear the young pen stories yeah well coming up like i said man we we never really waited never really waited for anyone to um do for us we just you know 
linked up with everybody. We just started booking our own events. You know, we just started booking our own events. And uh, I linked up with a, a company in the year 2000 called Hooked.com. It was a website. And it was, it was um, at that time, it was pretty much cutting edge because it had the e-commerce and everything all together. Being the back at that time, you couldn't go in one place and, okay, I could, I could chat here. I could watch videos. I could order. Now you can do that on any, pretty much any, any site, anywhere. You know what I mean? Back then, everything, you know, back then, everything was separate. So we, we had a site where we integrated. We had our own warehouse with our own, you know, we had, a, had a, all our little, you know, the hip-hop clothing at the time. We had a, we had an online magazine, and uh, we had a lot of uh, we had people behind us that were, we had some good funding behind it. Uh, Puff Puff was one of the uh, I don't know the title, but he was one of the guys high up on up the food chain. So you know I'd be at work and Puff would pull up and Harry Belafonte would pull up and and shit like that. Like I'd be on a fucking on this fucking computer Harry Belafonte would just walk by and shit like mad humble just talking to us like I'm like yo you're Harry Belafonte like <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, so I started working I started working for this company and um like I said it was a, it was a hip-hop company so it was it was everything all all everything all together so they started throwing these events my 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 friend uh Mahogany Brown very good friend of mine she's like my sister she was throwing events and I was just helping her out. She was throwing these, uh, these battles. Okay. And being that I was, um, you know, I worked there. So, you know, at that time, you know, I still was active, you know, jumping around battling and shit like that. But, you know, I worked for the company. So it was kind of like a conflict of interest. Like, I'm not going to be up there, you know, getting all this talent and they're trying to battle everybody. So it kind of inadvertently, it kind of inadvertently put me onto the administrative side, you know what I mean? What, which actually, helped me out a lot because which is pretty much where I'm at like now half the time, especially with this pandemic shit going on. Nobody really performing. We just producing events. But yeah, so uh, we were, uh I was pretty much just getting 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 all the talent because I was a rapper. I was the dude. So we need people to battle, I get pinned. So I I'm, I was the one that was always out. So you know we I would get all my friends who were, who just happened to be the dopest MCs out at the time coming up. You know, and we just started uh doing these bi-weekly battles and then we used to get uh like i said we had a lot of funding behind us so all right we would have people like mc light hosting with me you know you know people you know that were popular at the time you know be numerous bt hosts and shit like that and uh a lot of people would come out and support come out and fuck with us you know including mf doom uh tragedy Gaddafi. Fucking uh, Jedi Mind, Shots of Vinny Paz. Uh, they would all, they would all, you know, come through, support, help us out. You know what I mean? Perform for us and shit like that. This, we were all, we were all trying to figure it out all together. So I got a real and, big uh, question about this thing. The one thing that's always been like hard to follow for me is like the formats. Also, people are like tripping. You're getting wows and amazings and stuff as you're talking. You know, people are really loving what you're saying because again, you're the one that's like fucking super cool. I just want to keep reminding you of that. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to understand the format of the battles in a logistical level. Like what in these early battles, let's say this is like 2000-ish, you're saying. 
what are rap battles like at this time? Because y'all are like the the guys about who know the battle history. And if you try to figure this shit out right now, it's very fucking hard. So you're about the well, only reliable source that could maybe walk the internet. I mean, we don't have to do it all today, but at least at this part of your story, um, what is battle rap like? Like, what are these battles like? To be fair, there was no set format. There was no real set format. Um, you know, at its essence, a battle is, you know, an MC versus another MC, you know, going, going, you know, bar for bar, who, who got, the, who, who's the best, who, who got the best material, period, point blank. But um, back then, there was so many different formats. I remember I did a battle where we all got, I did a battle at Rutgers University. It was a quote unquote battle. And like I said, I was with all the shits. I was with all the smoke, you know what I'm saying? So I was confrontational at the time, you know what I mean? Like when it came to rhyming, like I'm like, where they at? I'm on it. Like, so I didn't really, like that's the kind of person I was, you know what I mean? So like then, so there was a battle with Rutgers University and I'm, I'm staying in my man's dorm and all that. We go do this battles for like two, three hundred bucks, like some bullshit. And so they, so they, so you know, I'm signing the list. I'm ready to smoke. I'm looking, I'm looking at everybody who's signing up, getting some balls together in my head. Like, all right, all right, you know, putting shit together and shit. And then they just start calling everybody to the stage one by one. And motherfuckers is just rapping to the crowd. I'm like, yo, that's not a fucking battle. Like, I'm confused. Why are you calling this shit a battle? You know what I mean? Like, I, and then, and then after that, and then from that, then they narrowed shit down. But I'm like, yo, that's not a battle. But um, the format that, that we pop, that, that I mean, that that I'm a, that I'm more of a fan of, obviously, is one on one head to head battles. They were there were a lot of different formats. You know what I mean? Because we just we did some shit that I wouldn't do today. That I, you know, that you know, but you know, we were all experimenting. You know what I mean? Uh, we we I remember when I did the we did the battles with hook.com we had a round where um one of the rounds where we had we gave we gave an MC a word and they had to incorporate the word in in their rhyme because you know we had because you know we we we're purists we had to prove you're freestyling you know what I'm saying so it's like all right we're gonna give you a word and you utilize that word in the verse as you're battling the other person you know what I'm saying so it's like there's times where you know, motherfuckers smoking the other motherfucker. We be like, nope, but you didn't say annihilate. Like, come on, bro, that shit corny, bro. Like, let's be real. But you know, you, it's try, it's trial and error. It's trial and error. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. So back, back, you know. But we, we were, you know, we were more fans of the one-on-one format. So that's, you know, but bragging rights was the one format until the last round. You know, there was times when there was three, four people on stage at the same time. Everybody just. Getting getting one turn to just go at each other, you know what I mean. But one thing that we were doing more, we started implementing the multiple rounds. You know what I'm saying? We started implementing multiple multiple rounds of battling, as opposed to before. A lot of times it was just like you you spit once, you spit once, you spit once. All right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then when we were doing the 88 hip hop thing, there was a format where we rhymed over a beat, and we just that was actually one of my favorite formats because we rhymed over a beat. And we were trading eights. So, you know, while I'm spitting eight, the other person is sitting there stewing, you know what I'm saying? Get this shit together. And, then, and so you, it's kind of like how... The, kind of like the trick of the gambler, smooth the hustler right. song. And that, like I said, that's one of the shit that made me want to rhyme. So that's why, like, I had to get, you know, get like, yo, I, I had to make sure my first four eight was killer and that was it. 
So we would go back and forth, eight bars, eight bars, eight bars. But the formats that we were doing by the, by, by them was, you know, one-on-one, multiple, multiple rounds. But it was mostly freestyle at that time. You know, if, if somebody wrote something, they would act like it wasn't written. But we all know they were lying. <laughs> you know what's another form of um, battle rap that you participated in? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think wasn't did Hooked have the first um, uh, online forum uh, text battle? Yeah, uh, they, they had the, uh, the, the, the 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 what do you? Yeah, they did. They had the text the battle. They took them about text battles. You'd be surprised to find out who is in the industry, who made it, and actually text battled once upon a time on a battle rap forum. Online, Jay Cole conceded all these motherfuckers. Hey, that's crazy! Wow. So this is at the same time, or is this at a different time? Also, like this is a lot. I'm really digesting this all, but this is crazy what you're saying. This is so nifty because part of what you said and all of that, because again, like I got the whole corporate day job, some marketing and stuff. Are you familiar with the concept of A/B testing? Where you put A B testing? Yeah, it's where you put two things against each other and see what does better, and then you make intelligent decisions based on that. Effectively, all y'all did was apply what uh, software companies would figure out twenty years later, but to your shit early on, and then optimize based on the success of what y'all felt would made the most sense. That's actually the smartest way you can go about doing anything. Try it out and see what the fuck works. So yo, yeah, you're evolves, bro. Huge knowledge nuggets, man. If you were to talk to anybody in business right now, what you just described is exactly how you would launch a startup, honestly. In an agile environment. So you better just rap better rap down... kind of was our startup. <laughs> That's crazy. That's just crazy how like you, you broke it down like that. Cause a lot of people can hear that and if they're really listening, they're gonna be smarter about their games moving forward. So I really thank you for sharing that for real, real. So, like, how are you guys, like, actually, this is, like, an era that's being recorded. Like, I don't know even the leagues. Like, to me, like, I know there's stuff that happened. I know your name there is involved. no leagues whatsoever. I'm this sure. is way before a league even existed. There was no, no leagues. Okay. So then you guys basically are creating this whole in- foundation of what is to come. Um, If most, the earliest shit. Like the the battles that I did that we did with Jin, uh, like some of the earliest battles that people talk about online. You know what I'm saying? So that was what 2001. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I'll yeah, and that's and that's and that that predates. I mean, smack smack, and I mean URL didn't come out to 2000 like 10. You know what I mean? Smack DVD ain't come out to like 2005. So uh, a lot of people, you know, will give him the credit, give him credit like that. But this shit is years before that. Mm. You feel me? But there were there were a bunch of DVD guys doing shit too. But uh, you know, so like it's like nobody. To, to be fair, I tell you, like nobody had the patent on battle rap, yo. And this is something that existed before any of us was even a part of it. Let's let's just be very clear when I say that. Like none of us invented this shit. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was a kid, when I saw a house, to be fair, the first to be fair, the first battle I seen wasn't no wild style or none of them old hip hop movies. The first battle I ever seen to, to, on some real shit, like other than like 
you know, like motherfuckers out, like, you know, whatever. Like, nah, the first battle I, I can recall seeing was motherfucking House Party, Kid versus Play, yo. That's crazy. Word of mother. That's the first battle I remember seeing. Like, and it's funny because who would have thought, you know what I mean? Yo, actually, Big Zoo had a couple of questions that I think were really interesting. Zoo. I want to just shout out. Also, your song together with Zoo is a banger. It is definitely the one I remember the most off of Big Zoo's album. I really like your guys' uh, vibe to it all. Stream, stream the album. Definitely. Stream the album. Shout out to Zoo. And then shout out to Zoo for explaining to me all about the low so I understand what the fuck y'all are talking about now when I hear the song. Uh, <laughs> thank you for helping me bridge the gap, Mr. Big Zoo. No polo today. No polo today. <laughs> I, I had to rep my, man. I had to rep my, my, my bro self, man. Respect. But yeah, he wanted me to ask you about the MTV Direct Effect Battles was the first one. And then after that, there's another one. Oh, when, when, when Zoo smoked me? When Zoo, Zoo made me retire ah, from that? You know that's a hilarious thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um direct the film. Yo, you uh, got me. At the crib, Wait, my G. I just... <laughs> That's me talking to you, yo. I said, let me throw that in there for a good laugh. We see how you respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a that was a see, that was a classic moment though. Um, yeah, direct effect, man. This this shit, this is before. This is like a year before 106 and Park was even a thing, you know. MTV was doing a battle, a show called Direct Effect, and they had a battle segment. And uh, Zoo, a Breeze, Breeze was the plug to, to Breeze. Like I said, that's the big bro. Breeze was a plug to everything. So Breeze, Breeze was in the loop, and he put, I, I believe, he put Zoo on. And uh, so, long story short, they had a battle segment, and Zoo was the first. I don't know, we the first champ. Zoo was the champ. So Zoo was going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and shit. And uh, I went on. This footage is on, on, MTV, on MTV. This footage is on. Somebody, we watched it on. It's on YouTube. So you guys can pull it up. You guys can pull it up. Yeah, if somebody yeah, finds so, that, they can send it to me. There's a bit. Yeah, so we, so, so Zoo was the champ a few weeks already. And it's Big Zoo. It's me. And another dude. I don't remember his name, but. Well, it didn't matter. And um, yeah, so <laughs> we did the DFX thing. We spent, we spent like, I, first of all, Zoo's my man, yo. And and like, yeah, I would never, I would never go against the grain and shit. So I was, we was just going up there having fun. I was, I was just rhyming to the crowd, trying to get some, trying to get some ass to be real. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but no, nah, it was dope. We was freestyling and had the crowd going crazy. I, you know, it was, it was just a dope experience, man. If you and, um, want, I can even. Zoo. If you want, I have it. I think. Yeah, I have it. I can play that right now, and we can just take a. a I, I do that. We can do it right now if you want. Oh, we got. We got a. Uh, uh, we we got to uh, decode the. <laughs> it's up. To, it's up to you. You said pull it up. They pulled it up. We found it. Now it's there. I, I don't care, bro. I, I, how, how long is the? How long is it? Pause. How long, it's four minutes, or this clip is three fifty-seven. Okay, right, it's not. It's not that long. Nah, that's what's up. But yeah, we did that. Who? Who was? Who was judging? I know it was Four Master Flex, and I don't remember who else. But yeah, it was fun, yo. It was fun, man. 
Zoo got it. They gave it to Zoo and shit. And it's funny because to this day, like if, it, if Zoo is still the same, same, he on the same type of time. He was rhyming the same vibe back then. You know what I'm saying about 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 uh, teaching the seeds and you're like yo, Zoo was on that from back then. So shout out to Zoo for never breaking kayfabe and shit. You know what I'm saying. Mm. Nah, but for real, like I appreciate you sharing this history, Pen. The fact is, you're a legend, and you handle that's. <clears throat> you just showed us elegance, my man. Zoo set you up a little bit there, and you handled that like a. It was beautifully done, Grace. I respect <laughs> you big time, my man. I'm having a good time. Everybody thinks you're a legend, dog. We was bumping your music before, and it was just fucking good times. Okay, like that's what we were doing before you came on here on my side. So trust doesn't matter what happened in 2000 on MTV. You got to be uh, involved yeah, I, in listen, an MTV. Listen, that shit fire. I know, I know, my shit was fire. You can watch it if you want. Huh? I ain't ashamed of that shit. <laughs> ah, it's up to you, man. I'm just saying for me, it's fucking great. I, I was getting reactions, bro. <laughs> um, and I, and I, and I, and I left, and I left with something. So I won. I'm good. <laughs> that's amazing, man. Honestly, it's amazing. I mean, the fact that you even got to be involved in an MTV anything, like you got to understand, this might be one of the biggest moments of my career this right now it's happening in my face okay so you're just like have all these accolades and this legacy and i'm just like damn dude that's so fucking crazy just keep it coming it's inspiring and you're just like here with us sharing it all so like casually like this is just a regular tuesday we was there came out did our thing and for you it's probably was just a regular thing to go do for us it's yeah, like it was down the block from breeze crib you know what i'm saying it was, it was... <laughs> It's it's cool though. Um, I really think it is because, like, I mean, I understand Poison Pen to be an infrastructural legend of battle rap. That's my understanding of Pen and the reputation. At least the people that I've heard your name know your name. That's what's been said to me about you. Everybody who knew you was saying shit like that. And I'm not pulling that out my ass because you know I make the post on the Facebook and people talk to me and da da da, trying to brag about how I got the Pen interview. And everybody's like, "Bro, do you even know who you're talking to?" I got that shit like that, like crazy. So I think I think people are gonna see it, you know? Like you're fucking uh, well known, and you have a laugh that people like. Good question. <laughs> that's another. That's another thing. The laugh. That's 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 what the I, the laugh is what I get known for. The laugh in in my reactions and stuff. Stuff in battle rap. In battle rap, that's a huge. That's a huge. Like if if battle rap was a Twitch show, it would be. That would be one of the like bit yes. emoji. That'd be. That'd be one of the bit. No, that'd be one be of that the, moment when oh, you have the tear coming down your face after that Kool Aid line. I don't even know what the fuck happened, but I saw this, so I know this happened because that got linked. And so I just <laughs> know, and I'm like, okay, so now I have to watch this fucking reaction. And it's just you and you're like there. And it's like, wow, that is a it's almost like you're you're that memeable. And I don't mean that in a negative way. To me, I wish I was memeable like that. That's so fucking cool, dude. Like you are an institution, okay? Like you are like that's how I understand you at least. I mean, again, this is from a guy who didn't know your name from like two months ago and has had to dig real quick into the craze to figure out who the fuck you are. This is what the internet says you are. Kind of is what it is. That's how I see it. Um, so I just hope you know that. Man, I've been seeing, like, you've been oh, making a bunch of moves like this too. Like, this isn't even your first interview. I've seen you doing all sorts of shit 
all over in the last 2020. He did some fucking shit with the the bed, the downtown, the bedroom downtown or some crap. I can't remember it. There's a few other things I saw. You sat down with a guy who came to bed and he sat down with you on some steps and you had another shoot the shit there. I, I tried to find stuff I could find you talking so I could see what kind of vibe you had. And it was really interesting. Anyway, so I think you're doing a good job of like documenting your legacy and making sure that it's there for the future. Try, man. People, you know, gotta gotta document it somehow, right? Gotta gotta get it down. But the book, um, but the book okay, okay. So Zeus like book. begging oh, me to ask the next thing. Fair enough. Uh, Solomon versus Chim or Min battle at Fight Clubs. I don't know if that means something to you. I don't know what that fully means. Solomon versus Jin Fight Club. Yeah. That was that was a very tense. That was a very tense moment in hip hop history. <laughs> yeah, Iron Solomon came to battle Jane, man. That shit was, and, and, and that was that was it was kind of that was kind of like the passing of the torch that day. You know what I mean? And and it kind of it was kind of a reality check for Jen too, because at that time he had kind of left Earth a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Shout to the bro. He good. He good now. He good. But yeah, so that was kind of a reality check for him because it showed um it, it it showed that there was a change of the guard as far as the way people were preparing for battles. And Solomon was sitting there with like like Jim was great with the with those Chinese rebuttals because at the time when he came out, seeing a seeing a, a young Chinese kid that could rap, that was in the hip hop culture was an anomaly. You know, what I mean, not saying that there weren't any, but they would. I mean, to this day, there hasn't really been any mainstream Chinese hip hop artists in in the U.S. Mm. You know, what I'm saying the closest the closest would be, you know, Jin, and, and as far as just people know, would be would be the bro China Mac. So uh, you know, what I'm saying, but like there hasn't. Rich Brian so, guy. so yeah, it was an anomaly to see to see somebody like to see somebody like you know Jin or whatever have you. Um, but what was the fucking point of what I was saying, though? Uh, you were just <laughs> supposed to tell us about the battle. I think I've seen this battle, so I think I know what we're talking about. So the, the... Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, be back. To, thanks for reeling me back. Right. So um, the thing is, uh, Jen's Jen's approach. People finally found a way to poke holes through his approach, because it was kind of like people were seeing the uh, people people were, people were seeing the parlor tricks, and whereas before they didn't know how to prepare for it, they knew how to prepare for it now. And uh, Solomon, like, was a fucking brick wall. You know what I'm saying? That definitely showed him he can't, you know, he can't play. You know what I'm saying? And it was wild because, you know, that it was all EOW, you know, because when, when, Jen, when Jen came to the city, you know, EOW was one of the first places we, uh, we, we, we took him to. And, you know, so Jen, you know, Jen was a big part of early EOW years as well. You know what I'm saying? But then when he, when he, uh, he, he, he left the flock for a while, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he, he came back and, uh, when he came back, then, uh, then you know, I, I didn't tell him Yeah, it was kind of ugly, man. You know, Solomon, Solomon did him dirty. Motherfuckers lost a lot of money. You know what I mean? Niggas was trying to ass bet, right? It was, it was a lot of drama that day, but yeah, man. Solomon Solomon proved that he was uh like that's that's when the, that's kind of when the torch was passed that day at the Fight Club and and that's that's a big day in battle rap history you know with the, the torch was passed with Solomon and Jen.
That's that's the that's that uh, one where it's like I don't care about your origin. Is that that one or is it a different one? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I saw that like literally once, and I can still remember it. So I'm, I mean, I kind of understand what you're talking about. All right. Fair. That's that's dope. Um, but that's still like in the future a bit. I want to roll it back still to like the early early two thousands because you're still doing some crazy shit as you're inventing this battle rap stuff. Maybe not fully inventing it, but you're playing your part in inventing what is you know because you got like you all the way to like dms in montreal today is, it has influence and it you probably traces right back to all of the stuff that you did right so in my life there's like a, a direct correlation to what your influence and impact has been so like that's why it's super interesting to hear about it from you um so what else is going on back at this point where you're coming up with the original formats and whatnot so when does it start to like migrate into something more I guess leaguey. I don't know what the right way to put it is. All right, cool. So that so that 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 leaves like from one point to that point. That's that's a that's a that's a years gap. That's like at least five six. That's years. Okay. Um, but the, but the fast forward because we we can't be saying talking until I, I, I gotta get the sandwich in a little while. You understand? But 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 the fast forward. Uh, I I was uh you know heavy. I was heavy on the music. You know, I was putting projects out. I had two albums, multitude of singles and appearances. And we were um we were heavily touring Rock the we were doing the Rock the Bells tours. Like I said, we had to do the Coachella shit. We were doing Rock the Bells, paid dues, festivals. We were doing multiple, multiple tours. So I was totally disconnected from battle rap for you know what I mean? Cause at that time it kinda had after after like during the fight club era. Like, that was pretty much the only thing that was really holding it. So it, it kind of had died out for a little bit. And there was a time where it really wasn't moving like that. And then uh, there, there's a company called Grind Time that was formed in Florida. My man Direct and uh, Matt Ills around 2008. They were, they were doing this league in Florida called Grind Time. And that was the first time... I saw a league, and that's and that's the forerunner of the leagues, because um, WRCs wasn't a league; that was just a company throwing events. It wasn't a league, right? Um, yeah, so, so the first the, league. Like, what's the difference between a league then? Like, what what would be the differentiator to you? A league, a league has 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 divisions. I mean, um, well, they had that divisions as well, but like we we actively we okay we actively booked matches as as. Uh, we didn't do tournaments at the time. Like we were the first, we were the first people that were like, okay, mo almost every battle back in the day were, you know, okay, it's a tournament style for the most part. Like, all right, we're gonna have 20 people here and we're gonna randomly put you versus this person and we're gonna narrow it down until there's one person left. You know what I mean? And, and you, that's how it used to be. And then when it evolved to like uh like fight club and all that then it then it was like okay one one on one you know what i mean but but then but then what they what they were doing was it was a it was a short format and you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to take a breath you weren't allowed to stop you weren't allowed to do anything if you even paused for half a second it was over for you so and, and that was strictly written but that time there was no person it was just like who got the hottest mixtape verse 
for the most part, a lot of a lot of Fight Club was that. Not not saying all of it, but a good amount of it was like, I just got the hottest verse. A lot of it wasn't really getting at you. And then when we, you know, and then um, what we brought to the game was we were actually, you know, booking cards from top to bottom. Like even when Smack, when they would throw battles, it was like there'd be a battle in Harlem somewhere. And, you know, they just had a show up with a camera, you know what I mean, on, on the street corner somewhere or in a rec center or whatever have you. But we were like renting out events, you know, we were uh, scouting people from multiple cities across the country. You know what I mean? We had standings, we had rankings at the time, you know what I mean? And we were actually booking matchups like, okay, this guy fits well battling this guy. So we're going to set this up. You know what I mean? And, and actually making cards that people could look forward to down the line and know who was going to battle. And you know what I mean? We we were the pretty much the first to uh, implement that for the most part. So basically, you, know, you guys added stats. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess. I, I don't mean it in like a base way, but you got to understand how important stats are to this game. It is everything uh, and, and, to and, this game. And, and I guess so, because in our battles were all judged because a lot of the battles you know the DVD era, they weren't judged. And a lot of the Fight Club battles were judged, but um, a lot of the Fight Club battles were judged, but a lot of people disagree with the judging all the time. But I guess that just comes with battle rap. And then the WRCs had judges. I was one of them, but the WRC judges, judgments was all trash because um, it was fixed. So that's which is why we stopped. This is why we stopped... Uh, inputting because we would give our decisions and then the dude would literally he said he would take it into consideration mm. and if he felt we were making a different decision he would he would still go how he felt so the WRCs was fixed you know what I'm saying so um, that's why well the, the video takes it mysteriously disappeared you know what I'm saying part, but, of, uh, part, of, part of what made grind time really dope was was the fact that it was kind of stats like there were like you mentioned there was a ranking when it first started like when grind time first came about like there was a ranking and it, 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 it was really interesting for people you know yeah. what I mean? like you gotta because like, like we had to we had divisions. to be number one we had divisions we you know we had divisions all around the country you like, know what i'm saying we, we were all over about, the place. like how big fantasy sports are man People really like stats, dude. Like fantasy sports is basically guys or ladies geeking over stats. But the fact right. is, a guy like me, I'm not gonna get attached to it without the stats. I need right. those stats. So you right. actually I know it comes off away when I say it, but like when I'm saying it, I'm like, holy shit. Like the world is about stats today, dude. Do you know how ahead of the game you were? Like, do you know how fucking legendary that is to me? But, but to be to be fair, I didn't invent grind time. You were involved. Involved. I, I was involved, and 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 I and I, and I helped and I helped it turn into the, to a juggernaut. But I wasn't around from day one. I wasn't around for maybe like day three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, these are just technicalities. You're involved. You yeah, helped yeah, optimize. Yeah, yeah. No, like, You're in the I process. Like to, I like to say how it is because I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I like to say what it is. Like I respect. Um, that. To, to get to the to get to get to that point, because Pete, my bro, PA, like I said, I was I wasn't paying attention to uh, battle rap at all because it really wasn't a it really wasn't an organized sport at the time. Like what it is now, it wasn't it wasn't its own industry at the time. So you know, either you knew some shit or you didn't know some shit. It wasn't really you know a thing. So 
um, once the leagues, once the grind time started going and they started flourishing with multiple events and they, and they had, you know, they had, you know, the West Coast of division were doing their numbers, a bunch, you know, all over the place. Um, my bro, uh, PH was uh, running the the, the, the uh, East Coast, the New York division. He was running Grand Town, New York. And he asked me to um, help him out, you know, because I, you know, because I knew, you know, same, same shit like from before. Like, I knew all the talent. I, knew, I had all the venues. You know, I'm a good resource. You know what I mean? So PH asked me to help him out. And he was like, yo, I need you to help me with this battle rap shit. And then I... And and I and I, and I, I said like I, I I said it before I say it again. He asked me to. He was telling me about the, the whole grind time format, and I fucking laughed, bro. Oh, fuck out of here! I'm like, yo, these niggas. I'm like, what they write raps for each other? Are you serious? Like that's the mentality I had. Like what? Like ah, you bug? That's just how corny. Like I totally missed the boat at first. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was that removed. I was I was already somewhere else. I wouldn't even think about it. But PHB and my G, he kept he kept egging me on, and I'm like, yo, you know what? So I so I went to a, I went to an event, and I, he started sending me all the videos, and I started watching. Then I was just like, and then I started uh like, yo, we could do this, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, we could do this, we could do that. So I just I just started helping them out, and then eventually, you know, do the do the innovations, and and, and with with the help of my my my, my team, you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, my man Flacco, Sarah like, you know what I mean? We we took over and, and turned that shit into, you know, a, a, a monster, man. And and you and the whole reason that Smack URL even was born was to compete with what we was doing in New York. Mm. Like that shit was birthed out of competition to us. Every time we did an event, they had to do an event the same day. But they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't stop what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how that's how that's how with us. So I like what you said there too, because there's a lot of realities today, right? Like, if anything, there's more competition to do something new than ever before, right? But if we take the poison pen mentality, it means go and do your own thing. Don't worry about them. Just do your own thing. Let them do. You do you. And if you're doing it right, it's gonna work. <laughs> Can nobody you know, tell? Can, listen, that's, can nobody tell me what the fuck I can and can't do? I don't give a fuck, bro. You know what? That's just, that's just, that's just how I cut. Pen. Another example of what Holden just said of that perseverance is the fact that when you took over, um, Grind Time East Coast, we were at that time in battle rap, East Coast and New York, and the the way that we sounded battle rapping was not the cool trendy thing in battle rap. The nope. West Coast had a had a Cobra Kai grip on 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 chokehold on battle rap and their their flavor of doing things and the way that they were doing things that was what was like the norm and the and the best thing and we just kept on doing what we, we were doing. We turned that shit around. And we turned it around and we were and so when we did that is when uh, right at the peak of like battle rap becoming popular. In, in almost mainstream and basketball players paying attention and famous people paying attention. And we were the representatives for the city that was, that, the city that is the birther of this culture. Mm. So we were the main representatives for like battle rap 
it at the time of its height of popularity, like getting there, you know, at that time. We were the, those guys. It's crazy. Right. Like, it's just crazy to think about, right? Because, like, again, like, I'm in Sejep, which is this thing in Quebec that you might not know about. It's, it's, it's between high school and university. It's this weird thing in Quebec that just exists. Um, so I'm about 18, 17, and we're hearing about all this shit on YouTube, right? So all I'm hearing about is Jin this and Jin that. I don't know about a lot of other battle rappers, but Jin is a name that was really fucking big. So just to hear you bring about it, like, you got to understand how <clears throat> detached I am from the culture. And even I was hearing about the shit that you guys were doing at this time because it was just passed around the YouTube world like that, man. Anybody that was on YouTube knew what the fuck you guys were doing. I'm not going to lie. You guys were that big at one point. The, the wild shit is we had no like if we knew that every, every literally everything was gonna be broadcast I would have I would have fucking recorded everything bro because the like the funny shit is all those old gym battles and shit like that I didn't even leak those somebody else leaked them back then and they literally formed a website the mcbattles.com they took they they uploaded the the, 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 the tape footage that we had. And took it upon themselves to build the website over our footage. Like we we weren't, you know, at that time, this is before YouTube even existed. So we we didn't I'm still on some I'm outside. You feel me? Like the this 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 pandemic is the is the first thing in my life that 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 changed the I'm outside aspect. Like I've 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 never been a dude that's just stayed in inside. And like there was New York had so much too much to offer me. You feel me? These streets had too much to offer. Not saying like on oh, some negative shit, but there was just so many avenues, so many aspects, so much culture. You know what I mean? So many different personalities in every neighborhood. I had to be outside. Being a whole one, get me shit, staying on, staying on the block in the star. I mean, I had fun there too. But me staying, if 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 that's all I did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You feel me? Like I you had to it be outside, bro. You had to be active. Because what's crazy is if I hadn't spent the last four years sitting in my room talking to cameras, I wouldn't be having this conversation. That's just the ironic reality of my life versus your life. Because the truth is, it's the opposite for me. Being here in this room has allowed me to like unlock the access to you, in a sense, for the last four years. It's fucking nuts how the world has changed, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. Like, everything's on Zoom. It's, it's crazy <laughs> but it's also like dope because let's say it was in a world where i had to be there it never would have happened right like how could it have i can't get to new york that easy i mean but sometimes but sometime that's that's what adds to the legend man everybody ain't gotta be there man you gotta hear the folklore you gotta hear the stories man everybody mm. ain't gotta be every day everywhere for everything man that's how stories get passed down that's you know what i'm saying all, all this shit right here this shit is temporary bro you understand what I'm saying? You got You don't. Everything doesn't have to be broadcast to a billion people all the time. Like the things. Like you have to experience things and pass that shit down, bro. That's true. You know what too. I'm saying? Like. You, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like it's this. Like I. Like we we live in a part of folklore. This American folklore, your real shit, man. You know what I mean? In in, in the decades after this shit, they're gonna be talking about us. Mm. I like how you said that, dude. I really do. And I think that when it comes down to your life, you're going to be one of those folklore legends. Like, there's so much to, like... Like, people could make, like, a course out of, like, the poison pen methodology to success. And I'm not saying that hyperbolically. I've just listened to you talk for, like, a good uh, two and a half hours now. So, like, on the real, you are... 
insightful, man. Like, I read a lot of business books. Like, it's what 50 Cent did. You should write a book. I'm not even going to lie. I'd fucking buy that shit and read it. Oh, yeah. I'm already I'm already 200 pages in, bro. My man. I'm telling you, when that comes out, I'm absolutely going to cop that shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a, I'm an avid reader. That bookcase is shit I've read. It's not shit that I'm flossing on. Um, that's just kind of <laughs> what it is. Uh, so that's really cool. But let's... Um, Honestly, man, I, I just think there's so much in your brain. Like, I mean, you saw everything. So for you, it's not a lot of classics. I mean, I'm trying not to go down your music career, but at the same time as all this is happening, I think people need to realize you're doing some amazing things musically. Like, I don't know about Immortal Technique and all that. I know that I listen to some fucking amazing music you produced today. It might have said Immortal Technique presents blah, 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 but I heard you drop some amazing fucking that was that was, label, that was label fuckery, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, I sold some records, so I ain't mad. I got, you know, I got a check. Yeah, so that, it, like, it, it. the one where it's like, ooh, I poison pen. That shit is absolutely <laughs> my favorite fucking poison pen song. I had to heart it the first time I heard it on Spotify. It's in my rotation now. So when I'm saying Poison Pen dropped some great albums, I'm not trying to like take some shit away from anything. I saw what the label did. I'm saying whatever. I'm not trying to go Immortal Technique, this, that. I mean, he's on your album. That's fucking cool. I fucking, you know, it is what it is. I can't help but like that. But at the same time, you know, like I think what you bring to, you know, I remember listening to you and my first thought was, this is like what Rick Ross kind of wants to be. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like Rick Ross is like a pop version of what I heard you doing. And I'm like, shit, yo, Poison Pan sounds boss and hard. And I really love that. Because I like it when people sound like they actually feel a way about it. Not to give, yo, Rick Ross is amazing today. I love what he does. No disrespect. To no, Rick Ross is dope as fuck, man. Absolutely. But if I think about it, I'm like, yo... Yo, there's some real reels going on in what you do where I feel like it's a little bit nicer. I'm not lying to you. I heard it. I heard your bars today. I listened to your bars for the last few days. Not going to lie. Whew, it's fucking good. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I really like your music. So I'm very curious about the musical side of your Some new shit, man. You got to well. hear the new shit, man. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's a no cap thing. Um, I don't Sorry know about that. Ask. That's a that that's a that's a no cap thing. What's a no um, cap thing? I, I got I got a I got a friend that like when I when I told him that I was doing everything that I was doing in battle rap, like he was like you know impressed by it. But like when he found out that I was running around with poison pen, and there's like somebody that like I knew from high school and was like somebody who like put me on the stuff like Ross Cost. And like lyricism of another like type of level, so I always knew that he knew like lyricism on a on a on a like more deeper level than your average fan. And when he found out that I was like running around with pen, he was just like, "What, yo, what?" Be because of Poison Pen's level of like MC. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie. That's the part of, I mean, your battle rap mogul stuff is cool, but I do a lot of album reviews, right? And I'm not trying to float my boat on that. I'm just saying, in a, I've listened to about four to 500 albums in the last four years from like a analytical, I'm trying to learn from a perspective. 
I heard one of your tracks today and I loved it like so much that it hit my rotation. Like I got to bump that. That is about the highest praise I can give you that you have a song I want to repeatedly listen to while I'm doing some shit like washing dishes and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at in life. And mood music, baby, mood music. So like on the real, I really, really respect that part of your life because like simultaneously, I feel like we've spent a whole lot of time talking about the rap, but I also want to make sure people, because I heard you say in an interview one time, I don't know when it was, maybe mid-2010s, and you were like, people don't even know I rap. And I'm like, yo, that's weird. Like, that's just offensive, bro. I'm like, (laughs) all you have to do is go into Spotify and type in Poison Pen, and he fucking shows up. And then what's really impressive isn't necessarily the fact that the number of albums and shit, which are also impressive. Your fucking two projects are extremely solid that I heard there. It was, have you guys actually seen the appears on section for Poison Pen? the appears on section that is the sh- i think like you got some sh- you got multiple things in 2020 that's the stuff that where it's like people put your name and you can click through and you got like 50 60 appearances on spotify that motherfuckers can mm-hmm. find if they just typed your name in right now on top of your albums i unfortunately didn't go through all of them um but i did actually i want to like you got a voice and it's so great um anyway uh who let's let's go to like some of the more conventional music questions then because i'm curious like who would you say like are your biggest influences for music because yo people don't know that you do all the styles the slow the fast the quickies the trickies the lyricisms i heard you do all the styles so i'm curious because i feel like you mentioned before that you listen to a lot of everything i don't know if that's like kind of what it is for you well like what i the influence from 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 from, as far as I mean, yo, any any song. I mean, I, I'm a I listen to hip hop pretty much like eighty five percent of the time, like almost exclusively. It's kind of weird, um, but how do I put it? Um, anything I play, I analyze like the shit I learn from, because mm. I because I study every like when I listen, I study. Maybe that's why I listen to hip hop so much because I because I do it. So even if it's even if it's an artist that's not some that's some that's like someone that I that you would think that I would listen to, I'm listening to a record. And say, okay, maybe I can pick up on a cadence that I ain't never pick up on. Like, oh, I could deliver some shit like that, or oh, the way someone said said this instead of saying that, or oh, it's cool the way he just flipped that syllable. Like, so literally everything I listen to, I'm always like, all right, okay. All right, hmm. So I'm always, I'm always just listening, and picking shit apart, and especially now, you know what I'm saying? Like now that now that uh the quote unquote mumble era is over, you know what I mean? It's like you know, it's a lot of people are back, are back to bars and shit like that. So I, I just like, I just like to study anybody I listen to. I'm listening. I'm, I'm studying. You know what I mean? So I listen to everybody, man. But it's like right now, there's there's not really somebody I'm like, yo, I listen to this motherfucker. They make me want to rhyme and shit like that. Let's say like in the 2000s when you were making that music and the albums and shit. Because, I mean, that's kind of when it, I mean, you started in 2000. You said you you, you have tracks like 2003. So who are some significant people from that era, I guess? Alchemist, man. Alchemist is my all-time favorite, yo. Mm. Producer, I probably... I might change my pain tomorrow, but today and yesterday and the day before it was Alchemist. 
Um, so shit Yo. like that. Y'all hear what Always he did there? Good. We gotta pause for a second. I don't think people see what happened there. Ask him who his favorite was, his biggest influence. And the man does not say a rapper's name. He says, fuck it, alchemist name. And alchemist is amazing. I agree with you. But I'm trying to, my, trying to condition people across the board to give more love to producers. Because producers don't get the love they deserve. And producers are a huge part of sound. And I don't think people acknowledge that. So when you said that, my level of respect for you just increased. Well, without the sound bad, like, I, I got a hit trying to make me want to write. And traditionally, almost my entire, as long as I've been doing this, you know what I mean, Alchemist has pretty much been, like, a go-to, you know, as far as making me want to write inspirationally or whatever, just as far as making me want to spit that shit. I don't know if it's the right. It's probably, the, you know, it's the library that he chooses. Mm. But, Al you know, he's definitely, yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 it makes me want to write to this day. You know what I'm saying? If 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 if, if I um <clears throat> say if I'm having a little block or whatever, if I find I, I'm pretty sure I could just scour and find an alchemist beat and be like, oh, all right, I'm good, and just start writing. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. No, for real. I really like that you shared that. Like of most of the things you said, I think that's one of the most profound things you said. Because a lot of times people don't even bother to find a producer. They like they just kind of type in free beats into YouTube, and they're not really interested in sound they're just trying to copy whatever's trendy and whatnot but what i like about what you said is you found a sound that inspires you and no matter what's going on and not that you stick with it but that you had that to fall back on for moments when nothing else is working that's beautiful that's the kind of like top because yo you're a legend you're still doing it you're still in it you're still dropping shit you're not exactly like a guy who stopped so your advice on, on this kind of shit is way more prolific and worth listening to it and say my advice on shit i'm gonna just quote you in the future i'm not gonna be fucking it's not me it's poison pens wisdom you know what i'm saying <laughs> no doubt well but 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 as far as rappers though from that but as far as rap like yo 50 okay like i said sean p 50 um Mob Deep, M.O.P. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Cool, Shit man. like that. That's cool. Honestly, they're not my favorite questions either, but, you know, people actually like it when I ask them. So, you know, I throw them out. I know a couple of people appreciate it. But I'm a lot more interested in the story of what it was like to actually be recording music in this part of life. So, like, because I know you worked with MOP. I saw their name on the album. Like, were you signed? Was that, like, were you on a label? Like, how did that all, like, work out in your life? Like, how did I link up with them is what you're asking? Yeah, because, I mean, that's fucking interesting that you got to work with some really interesting people. We from Brooklyn. Sorry? We from Brooklyn, though. Like, that's, we from Brooklyn. Did you, we, Billy, Billy said on the record, I hope you understand Fizzy one with Billy Dance because you already know Penn. Like, like he said it. Like, like I'm, they, we, they, we from Brooklyn. They from the Ville. You know, they from the Ville. I'm from the Star. So we neighbors. You know what I'm saying? I watched, I watched them coming up as well. So we always have mutual acquaintances, and and to go back, like you know, put putting their work in the community. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just knew them. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't to be fair, they from the Ville. Matter of fact, 
To be they, fair, they, Ben, they, they there's a lot of people that are, with, uh, a lot of people from the style that didn't do songs with, Bill, with, with MOP. You know what I mean? But oh, probably... Maybe Sean, maybe Sean P is probably maybe the reason I, I linked up with them like that. I don't, I'm I don't just remember. Gonna the- go ahead and double down on what Flacco said. Geography is is probably helpful. You were still that nice with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that was that was fun, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't really do records with motherfuckers I don't know. Historically, throughout my career, I've done features here and there. But I would have a whole lot more features if I if I didn't, you know what I mean, if I wasn't like that. I don't, I don't really do records with motherfuckers I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's why I've only rocked with a certain handful of people. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, they just, that's just people. That, those, are, those are the big bros I've encountered since forever. Like, I don't have a, I don't even have a, a starting point to win. Like, when, when, when we got cool or when whatever, like, that's just, that's just something that it was, you know what I'm saying? And and I love, I love, I love fame. I love fame of Billy, man. I wish, I wish we could have did more. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could have did more, but a few things happened around that time, so I had to kind of chill out a little bit. Fair enough. Um, honestly, though, what's it like for you to write a song? Now, this is another thing I'm interested in because. Uh, also, we just got a comment that you may like. It's good to choose wisely with who you feature on your projects. Yo, and people are feeling what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, but what's well, I'm, I'm, I'm still regretting, you know, me because I have, I have, I have, a, I have alliances, and, and I'm really extra mindful now because there's there's people who I was associated with years ago that I can't I can't stand by none of their actions or nothing that they do, mm. but my name is forever tied to them because I did music with them. And that shit sucks because when 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 certain people when certain things get spoke on, it's like, oh, that's that's Penn's man. Like, nah, that's not my man, bro. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So you really gotta pick and choose who you bang with, who you affiliate with, who you make music with. That's why, that's why I like, yo, I never left, I never left EO dub. I love EO dub. I always fuck with my niggas, bro. I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, decades deep. I rock with motherfuckers I know. I I I I associate. I'm cordial. I'm cool with everybody, but I fucks with the same motherfuckers I've been fucking with. I can appreciate and empathize entirely with what you were saying. Man, you're a smart guy. Like, when you listen to other rap songs from the classics that give the good business advice, it's like what you're saying right now. I'm not even going to lie. That's my favorite part of Griselda is that they spit that shit, and you're basically spitting that same boss talk that they're spitting. So I really like what you're saying. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, like... How do you actually write a song? Are you a guy who just freestyles it out till it's dope, or do you write it, or like how how do you actually go about doing songs? I'm curious as a writer, you know. I like to talk to people about this, just kind of like it's because something I do. I mean, there's times I go in with an idea at first, you know what I mean. There's times I go, okay, I'm, I'm gonna write a song about a certain particular subject, and then I'll get the music that's defensive, and then I'll just go from there. But most <clears throat> a good amount of the time. I have my, like I said, I have my producers that are that are already in tune with what I like and what mm. I fucks with heavy. You know what I'm saying? And they 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 throw me them they throw me them joints, bro. And I do what the beat tell me to do. Like I put the beat on. I may have I may have a little line or two floating in my head. You know what I mean? From you know that's you know because I do I do freestyle to myself often. 
Luckily, I live. Luckily, I live by myself. Cause motherfuckers would probably think I'm crazy running around fucking rapping in the crib by myself all day. But I do it to stay mm-hmm. sharp. You know what I mean? So there's always an idea two in my head or a line or two in my head. So when I put a beat on, I'm already halfway into what I was already trying to say, and then the mm-hmm. beat just tell me the rest. They get the beat, tell me the cadence. It'll give me the delivery because I, I I craft I craft whatever I write to whatever beat like. If I spit it on a different beat, it's not gonna sound the same. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound wacky. Appreciate that because it's interesting how like you take the time to actually craft more than just the bars, right? A lot of people focus a lot on the bars at the cost of everything else. It's something I see a lot in the underground. Personally, I feel like I were to give like anybody advice, it's like, yo, the bars are cool and all, but really, it's how should you flow on that beat? That makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the things you showcase in a crazy powerful way on the at, at least the not the Immortal Technique project, but the other one. Um, that shit had you doing some crazy versatility. Like when WTP comes on, it's like, how the fuck? Do you, <laughs> how the fuck do you come up with that shit? Like, how did you come up with such a different? Because it's not like anything else. It's just an amazing vibe, dude. I just had to dance when I heard that shit. It was great. Cause most motherfuckers can't even write a song like that. You know what's funny? But like when you when you when you when you always when your mind is always working to write and shit like that, shit just comes to you. <clears throat> I was I was uh, with my man Tone that my boy my boy Tone Death produced that record, and we were just in the crib just joking around. We were just joking, you know what I'm saying. And the thing is, we always had these reputation of being these. Oh, it's all about the rhymes, lyrical this and lyrical that and like. Bruh, like, if people don't realize, like, I grew up heavy off all that Miami bass shit. Like, I like I really listen to, I listen to hip hop, you feel me? Like, I was one, like I said, like I was it. always looking for shit that everybody wasn't listening to. So, you know, me and motherfuckers listening to this, I was listening to this. So, we just did it as a joke. I was just like, yo, we should just, we should just make a joint right quick, just cloud it. So, he just, he put the beat together right there. And I just went in there and I just said the first thing that came to my, my, my fucking mind. Like that, that was actually mostly freestyle. Like I structured it, like after we did it, then I, I, I structured it a little bit better. Cause it was a joke, like in most of those songs. And that's the thing, matter of fact, speak back on, on lyrics and shit, going back to MOP. Like I learned, I learned something valuable recording with MOP. You know what I'm saying? Cause to me, you know, I'm a fan too. Like, MOP was already legends, you know what I'm saying? This is, you know what I'm saying? And I'm from Brooklyn, so it's even more lofty of a status. So I'm like, yo, I'm in here with Fame and Billy and shit, like, on some Brooklyn shit that's crazy, you know what I mean? So I never forget. So I got the beat. My man chumped at the beat. We we in the Upper West Side. We, we in a stool. And, you know, Fame and Billy did their verses and shit, whatever, whatever. So good. So I had them lay their shit first, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to let them do their thing. I'm, I'm, I, might, I might, you know. I, I could play with it a little bit. It's my song. It's my session. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not. I like. I'm one of the people. If we, if we all work together, I'm, I want to do my shit when you doing your shit. I don't want to go back. I'm not trying to LL cannabis you and shit. <laughs> so I've been there writing, and I got the bad serious like, you know, just puzzled, puzzled look on my face and shit. And I'm writing this shit, and Billy Dance is like. Yo, what the fuck you doing? So I'm writing, like, like, bro, this, this, 
Because I'm a fair, like, I could express, like, you could be a fan of somebody without, you know, be without being a dick rider and shit. Like, they know, they know I'm fair. I'm like, yo, some dude is on with MOP, they get like, like, you see how you're like, yo, a lot of stuff say, like, how, how come you're not geeking out or whatever? Like, because it's just what it is. But but that was my moment with MOP. I'm geeking out, like, nigga, like, I know we cool, I know we friends, but nah, nigga, this MOP. Like, I, I'm doing a song with, this is, this is, it don't get no more Brooklyn. I'm already solidified with the big bro Sean P and all boot camp. So now I get to fucking rock with MOP. Like, I'm, I'm hype, you know what I'm saying? So... I'm sitting there trying to write the most mind-boggling shit. And Billy, Billy just looked at me. He was like, nigga, you do the song with MOP. Why are you thinking so hard? In that one, in that one sentence, changed my perspective of everything. Like, and I'm like, yo, like this because most of the most of the fly shit come out when you just having fun, when you just you know what I'm saying? That's why like, I respect a lot of the dudes, like a lot of the, a lot of the younger dudes now. They just, I mean, sometimes it's a little too much. It's a little all vibe. It's all vibe now. But like, sometimes you just got to go with the flow, go with the energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and I have, and I got clever, you know, I got clever lyrics and wordplay and all that shit. But sometimes, yo, just have some fucking fun, bro. Just spit, bro. Just, I mean, you ain't going to embarrass yourself. This is what you do. Just go. Like, why are you sitting here trying to, like... Trying to trying to do Citizen Kane on this shit, yo. Like, <laughs> calm the fuck down, bro. Like, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta be expected deck on above the clouds. You're doing a song with MOP, bro. Like, this is what we do. Like, it was like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if Billy, like, so he he changed my whole perspective. Like that that was a a jewel that I never left. So like, sometimes it ain't gotta be all complex. Then like, yo, just get the shit off your chest, bro. If it feel good, just do that shit. I and I learned it. that I learned that from Bill. You know what's crazy, Poison Pen? This is a big time knowledge nugget. Is this is a recurring theme in my life? Is lyrical? What does that even mean? Is it the right approach? I know people that will live and die by having the perfect rhyme scheme construct. This, that, the next thing. And you know what? I used to be that guy. And then I wrote the silliest shit in my head, and that was the song that resonated with people the most that I did. It was in my head. It was the silliest shit ever I ever tried. The dumb shit always works. The dumb shit always works. And it was like, you're giving away huge facts, right? Like huge things that people should be hearing. It works when you're just not like, you know, having, when you're having fun with it, people can tell, I think. And that's amazing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so like somebody's saying like how they heard Hobson as an example is lyrical, but he doesn't, he doesn't feel that the lyrics are as amazing, even though there's a lot of talent there. And I'm not trying to go disrespect on Hobson, but I can get where you're coming from. You listen to some guy like that. And if you're into like the technical proficiency, this, that, the next thing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely amazing. But like when you listen to the soul, like, yo, I listen to your words, dude. You got like songs where you're like bed style over and over. Like you're just about what you're about. I learned about Poison Pen through your music. It wasn't some fake shit. <clears throat> I learned about See, some real stuff. I, I, one thing that I, that I, um, <clears throat> I'm big on knowing, knowing where a motherfucker from soon as he make his presence known. Not on some, it's like, yo, I don't want, I don't, not on some boisterous shit, but maybe on some boisterous shit. Like, I want you to know what time it is as soon as you see me. Mm. Like, oh, he from Brooklyn. Mm. Oh, he from the star. Mm. Oh, oh, like I don't. It's nothing ambiguous about it. You know what I'm saying? When you hear Penn, I want you to hear that. You feel me? I want you to hear Brooklyn. Like a lot of people now, you put on a song, you don't know where none of these niggas is from. Like I, I, I grew up 
I guess being an elder states right now, like I guess I, I got that era is dope that I grew up in because hip hop was always my tour guide. Every place that I went in my travels, the first time I went there, I went to go to all the places that I heard of in the fucking in the rap songs. First time I went to Seattle, I fucking did the whole. I tried to do the whole stop posse on Broadway route. You feel me, like? Yo, I when they, when they went to so the Bur- when they went to the burger stand, the name of the burger stand is Dicks. So whatever, you know what I mean. I went to Dicks. Like I tried to do the whole fucking. I tried to do the posse, yo, bro. I tried to, yo. When I, first time I went to LA, I went to Crenshaw and Slauson. Motherfuckers like, why are you there? I'm like, Cause I'm supposed to be here, son. Like, yo. I mean, I went, I went wearing a bright red hoodie on Crenshaw and Slauson, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, bro. Like hip hop was my tour guide. Like. I learned about everybody's region by listening to their music. So when you when you, when you when you put on pen, I don't want you to be like, yo, he from he from. I don't I don't want that ambiguous shit, yo. Yeah, I like this man because you're like, fuck out of it, bro. Like, nah, son. Like, like love it, love it or leave it, bro. I, I know I have a very I got a very niche fan base and shit. Some people can't stand me. That's cool. I've been doing it twenty years. I'm good. Like. Um. I don't know who doesn't <laughs> like you. I I don't think I would objectively find a person who would listen to you objectively and be like, "You're bad." This is bad. But yo, I just have to say, I, first I, of I've all, known him for a lot of years. I could also tell you objectively that I've known him for a lot of years, and I've never met anybody that was like, "Man, I don't like Poison Pen." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, certainly the world has haters, but that's just what it is. But yo, first of all, big ups hip hop tours. I know they're a real thing, and as a honky from Montreal, I have all desires of doing hip hop tours in New York City the second I can cross a border again in a legal capacity. Because uh, to me, that is the coolest shit ever. Uh, I don't even want to go anywhere except to go see the hip hop places. I'm not even lying to you. That's my biggest fucking dream is to do exactly what you just described doing. So it makes me feel cooler that Poison Pan wants to go do shit like that. That's it, man. Like, yo, I hear about all these places, man. I hear it's it's like it's like I hear about all this stuff. Like I want to go to Crenshaw. I don't know if it's a good idea for me to go to Crenshaw without a guide, but I want to go there because it's what I heard go about. Go to swap me, get some t-shirts, you know what I mean? Go go to the taco truck. You feel That's me? Like, you gotta touch you gotta touch the show you man. That, this culture is all all inclusive, bro. Like it ain't just rhyming, bro. You gotta really experience certain things, bro. But what's crazy also about what you said is the the where you're from. So I wasn't always like wearing Montreal hats and shit. In fact, I spent a long part of my career and I never said Montreal one time, and it was the biggest mistake I ever made. The second I started talking about Montreal, things in my life changed. I don't know. It was so powerful, but like now I wear this hat on purpose. I know that this is gonna be on YouTube's after. And motherfuckers need to know that Montreal is trying to contribute to the game. That we're here, we're in this conversation too. So like the fact is, I hear what you're saying, and I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can wear a hat and make sure that you know right away that this is Montreal up in here. Right. I love what you're and that's, saying. And that's the shit. Like this, this shit got to, this shit got to permeate your fucking, your, your, your existence. You just, you just got to know that shit, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit got to fucking waft in the air and shit, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, Big you know, like I and I ain't got to wear uh, no Brooklyn uh, hat or no fucking, or I ain't got to wear no fucking, no, no Brooklyn Nets jersey neither. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. And wear that hat, rep that hat because Montreal is underrepresented. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it but is. But yeah, like, but I want you to know what time it is before it get off top. You got to know what time it is with me. That's how, that's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? That's so that's what. That's I have to show that in the in the music. I really you know? like that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much time you have left. I know you said at some point that you were gonna have to go. So, but I mean, because I can keep talking forever, man. I don't. I have all the time. In the we world. got we got a few more minutes. I'm I'm, I'm gonna get some grub in a little bit. We got a few more minutes. This shit, you know what I'm saying? Um. Awesome. I mean, I certainly hope we can follow up again because I know that the 2010s are quite a different era, and there's a lot of stuff that happened then. And I feel like this is a great way to get your first part of your done. And if you're ever open to it, it'd be great to be able to have you come back and follow this up, man, because your history is ridiculous, and there's so much of it to just discover. Is how I'm feeling about it. And I just totally appreciate you being here. Just, you know, because if you're going to go in a few minutes, I just want to make sure I say that. Like, I feel like I learned a lot. You gave me a lot of shit to Google, too, right? A lot of helpful stuff to go look up after, which is where, like, it gets extra fucking great for me. Um, And I just, I just thank you, man. Like, it's big for me. This is, again, like, one of the biggest moments of my whole career, like, to say poison pen. People have heard of you. People have heard of you, dude. Like, people have heard of you. Like, for me, that's, like, nuts. (laughs) Like, like you got to understand how like crazy that is. Like you're, you're helping so much in ways probably you don't even know because for you, it's just like nothing. But for me, it's like, yo, I'm in Montreal and shit. It's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a, it's a fucking cool, huge deal. You know, I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I saw you fucking do that freestyle two weeks ago or whatever. I, I, I ended a week. I saw you tell the MF doom story at end of the week, which is why y'all should check out end of the week. Cause guys like poison pen actually just fucking show up and do interesting and amazing things. And I'm like, Holy shit, I get to talk to this guy. Oh my gosh, I get to, like, you don't understand, dude. I've been tripping. Like, it's been, it's, this is a fucking pleasure, man. So, like, I'm really, I'm grateful that we, I got this experience over here. I don't know if anyone has questions in the comments for, like, a last minute. If you do, this would be a great time to, like, throw out a yeah, lot of ask, questions. Ask also, I want to thank Penn, too. You know what I mean? Like, thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you looked out for me plenty uh Dama's in the building. I know she was talking earlier about like you putting her on Jimmy Fallon. I mentioned, you know, you giving us the opportunity to walk into the B building and like test for a pilot battle rap show. Like you just this is I forgot I forgot about this. These are the things I shared that I shared that video the other day. And I'll I'll send it to you just so you could like, you know what I mean? Feel a little nostalgia. But, like, yo, you've done so much for so many people. You know what I mean, bro? And, like, know that, like, that you don't have to wait for flowers. Like, your flowers, I tell you all the time when there's flowers being spoken about you, you know what I mean? And there's constantly flowers being spoken about you because Not you are real, who man. you are. You carried yourself with integrity, and it goes to show you that, you know what, that doesn't go unrecognized, and that doesn't go... You know what I mean? Un- not respected. Like everybody respects and appreciates it. You know Dude, I like posted a picture of you and it got like 50 likes and like seven shares and I don't have reach. Okay. I'm not. Even- <laughs> okay. I just said interview with poison pen and it, w- it got people fucking commenting and shit. All right. That's you. I, I, it's not, I'm not that cool. Trust I'm, I'm not that cool. So like, yeah. That's just the influence of your name. And I can like I can tell you from comparisons, that was my best performing. This guy that I'm doing an interview with that I've gotten, and I don't know. It's going to be like, I'm not saying I hope to top this. No, don't get me wrong. I want to top this as much as possible. But, like, dude, this is huge. I would love to have you back. I say that as sincerely, like, just your knowledge. Like, um, we did get a question from the homeboy, Ismail. Uh, any newer rapper that you would recommend that we should all listen to? I mean, I like Chef G a whole lot, yo. 
Brooklyn's winning right now, yo. I fucks with Chef Heavy, man. Brooklyn. Yo. yo. Oh, wait. I fucks with Chef Heavy. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yo, you want to hear some crazy shit? Yes. Um, this ain't really like a question or nothing like that. This is a, this is just some, it's kind of weird, but you know how like people talk about how you travel to different places in your dreams or whatever. And like you, you may be going to an alternate reality or whatever. And there's places that you visit multiple times. So in my dreams, I have like an EO dub, you know what I'm saying? Like when there's me, a dream. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe we go into the same place. There's like a glass uh, thing on the street, like separating it and it's really dark inside and there's a stage and everything's kind of painted all black. And that's where I go to like perform and freestyle. And sometimes I fuck up or whatever, but poison pen is always there. <laughs> like that's like Craig could testify. Like I told him about a dream multiple times and it's like, yeah. And then I walk into the spot, the open mic and I'm doing a show, whatever. And poison pen is there and da da da. It's like the usual spot. <laughs> and you're there. It's like that's some crazy weird shit. But that's like I was like I was thinking about it because it's probably because you're my friend and you know EO Dub and that's why I associate you with. But it's like on a grander scale, it's like New York City hip hop shit is going on, whether in your dreams or in reality, it's like kind of there. <laughs> crazy shit. That's, but that's, that's crazy. We that's both wild. have EO Dub. That's where I think. Even in even in New York City hip hop dreams, Poison Pen is there. You know what I mean, oh, dude? You gotta understand. I've been looking at comment sections. I've been looking at everything, everything, man. You are one of those guys that, yeah, maybe there's a degree of people that I think you're you're kind of pigeonholed into the fact that unfortunately battle rap isn't as huge as everyone would like it to be. But the second that hits that next tier, which, yo, King of the Dot is fucking crushing Twitch. You know, yo, big ups on fucking the King of the Dot thing. When I found out you were doing that stuff, I was like, wait, what? A guy who's hosting up at King of the Dot or whatever, the, the finals, I saw their numbers. That's some insanity shit. He's coming to my channel next week. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's like fucking crazy. Yo, I'm seeing this, man, and other people are seeing where you're at. Like, that's why you were there, because you're the guy. We shit. We got shout shouts to the East Coast second round. We did a million that day. You know what I'm saying? So we produced an epic event for Twitch. Shouts to Show Off J Murder. Shouts to the whole King of the Dot staff, man. Shouts to Ice T. Shouts yeah. to the big homie Ice T for pulling up and um, Tretch. Wow. You know we had a lot of legend. We had a lot of icons pull up, and we and it was great to great be able to. Be able to um, Put on for them to show them what my youngest is doing. Yo, that's incredible, man. I got one more question from the comments from the homeboy, CB Mac. He's like fucking been sticking with us. Oh, it's Chapter Saint. Saint won the tournament. We did the finals. If you, I don't know if you guys saw it. Not to cut you off. We just did the finals last week. Um, Well, we could go Saturday, Sunday. We did the finals in LA. And Saint, when we we gave that 50 thou, Saint got the 50 thou. So shout to St. L.A., you know what I mean? And a shout to the homie Marv 1. Marv 1 was second in the tournament, but St. got that 50K, so shout to the bro. Respect, man. So, yeah, uh, what, another question, just because, again, you know, if they're sticking with us, it's fun to let them ask. What's the best advice that you've ever gotten that still sticks with you? The best advice that I've got? Actually, the best advice that I got, I don't even really heed. To, yeah, I really should listen to it more. But uh, thirst, thirst to out, man. That's one of the things I remember. He just told me, yo, man, you just 
Just keep putting out work. Just keep putting out work. Mm-hmm. They they gonna they gonna eventually they gonna gravitate towards. Just keep putting out work. Uh, it was like he was like, I, I still don't agree with this aspect of it because you still you take your little less you take your little and you and you put it to your you 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 apply it your way. He was like, yo, I, everything I he said, I put out everything I do. I don't give a fuck. I record it. whatever I record. I put out. I'm like, I don't know about that. I ain't buying anything. That's some shit that nobody nah. need to hear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, he's one of the most consistent. And and him being an elder statesman, like he he's he's a freaking, you know, he's a legend and an icon himself. And he was telling he's been telling me that for years. He, he always barks at me because I don't have uh, as much material as I should have. But you know, I, but I've been providing providing other content. You know what I'm saying? So but here's the thing: you do have an abundance of material. You're everywhere. You're like a staple of stuff. You're. I mean, I was told maybe not to bring this up, but like one of the biggest things that has to do with my induction into battle rap is bodied that movie and you're even in that so like oh yeah you're in like everything dude i would say that you actually heeded the advice you just took a different approach to music and when it comes to music i can tell you putting out everything can fuck you i've made some really awful sounding shit that made people not want to listen to me for years most of the shit y'all like i don't like all the songs that people like i was gonna say what's your favorite pen verse yeah i don't like half of them songs but I don't vocalize it because it, it resonated with it resonated with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I listen I listen to those old songs and I cringe because most of the joints that I'm known for, I didn't even have I didn't even have my fucking I didn't even really know how to record in the booth yet. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew how to write rhymes and stuff. I didn't know how to pause and really deliver shit properly. I'm still used to rapping outside. Outside. So so all that Peruvian cocaine shit and. Uh, uh, even the even the Doom record and shit like that, yo. Like I don't really, I I, I like the impact and I like what it stands for. But I w- I would have recorded them shits over, and delivered them differently. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but, like, but at the end of the day, you 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 put you put it out there. You always going to critique shit in hindsight, but also as an artist, you always strive to get better. And like and that time. was so, and so early. That was so early in my in my come up. Like those those is before I even had any albums. Or anything, so I was still really, really, really just coming up, but it just so happens that I find like you know, you know, it's a give and take thing. Usually, what happens is, is with that stuff you're describing to a lot of people, that's the shit. Like, you're gonna hit 20 year olds with that to this day in a way where I might agree with you more now because I've also spent a lot of time learning about, um, you know, music theory. And when you learn about music theory, you become more knowledgeable, and the more knowledgeable you become, the better you get. I can't write shit I wrote when I was 25 because I'm not 25 no more. But you know what? A lot right. of people actually tell me it's better. Not everyone, but people will listen to that and be like, it's better. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking trash. You should do this again. And I'm like, nah, it's trash. But you know what? <clears throat> nah, that's what it was. It was good for a time. Whatever. Fuck it. They like it. We got a question. You know what? That's good because it leads into that question that Cool Man Logan yeah, asked. which is about what I'm going to ask. Yeah, what's favorite verse pen what's your favorite verse of your own yeah the best pen verse from pen i honestly i honestly don't have one okay um i, I honestly and truthfully don't because I, I just i write shit i compartmentalize and i just try to mm. write some better shit yeah i totally so every, that. every time i write something i'm trying to write something better than the other shit so i'm you know so i really 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 don't I mean, there's verses that that it, I mean, there's verses that I mean. I guess I'm gonna say to, due to the impact, I'm gonna say Peruvian Coke because that shit 
That shit been taking me around the world for fucking decade plus. Eight fucking bars. That shit have paid my rent quite a few times. Those eight bars. So proving cocaine, that's the best verse in history. Fuck that. Love you know it. what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. But um, as far as just what I what like what I'm like, yeah. Like there's a lot of things like I I, I unpack my verses because I guess I know them more than anybody else. And I'm just like, yo, motherfuckers really listen to what the fuck I'm and I really be like, well, you know, you you gotta like so I am I, I unpack shit and and then try to, you know what I'm saying, and try to just try to do better and try to do better. Yeah, I met like, one of those, like one of those like that hit you in the heart yourself that you like the, anyway, it's all good for you. I mean, um, from the past few years, there's a there's a verse that freestyle that 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 it went viral on Facebook and all that shit. It was some shit I did on Sirius Satellite Radio, and um, people tend to like that shit a lot. A lot. And I, I like I like I like I like the rhymes because um, I was talking about kind of about growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing with me, like when I rhyme, even if it's not a thousand punchlines, I try to be descriptive. I want you to see what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Pick, pick, pick is that that's the one with the pizza don't deliver Brooklyn? Is that what you're talking about? It, it's definitely yeah. the one that Holden was playing on his show before he before we went live. Yo, he, cool I saw Logan yeah. sent me that I'm shit. Set that one. <clears throat> so yeah, I that heard that fine. shit dog. That was an amazing fucking verse. Yeah so I like yeah thank you. I like uh, that was that was like maybe two, three verses crammed together but um yeah, I like I like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and that version resonates with a lot of people for whatever reason. So, I'm a, you know, but I don't. I really don't have a favorite. It's not I real, man. Like, that, that's why if I... you like it, I love it. That's how I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm glad people like me because I didn't. You know, I didn't ask nobody to share that video. That shit. You know what I mean? I looked one day and I was I was actually I was actually in Canada. That's funny. When that shit had went viral the first time, like five six years ago on Facebook. I was in I was in Toronto. I, I was doing a battle event in Toronto. And everybody kept coming up to me like, yo, yo, pen, yo, yo, that shit, that, yo, that verse was fire. That verse was fire. And I was just and like after like like four people came to me at, at like one night. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And then and then um I went to another spot. And it, cause I, I was I was at the hip hop spot, so like like a bunch of people, more people, more people came up to me, and I'm like, yo, I don't know what nobody's talking about. And then I went back to the hotel. I went back to the hotel. I just I just thought they were just giving me props for some shit I did because you know, you know, I tend to get props for things and shit. But like it was like okay, so many people at one time just give me these. I'm like something happened, and I'm like I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? So I went back to the hotel. And um, I don't really fuck, you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't keep Facebook on my phone because that shit too distracting. Ooh, you know what I mean? So I, I, I logged I on on my laptop and shit, and then I seen this shit on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that's what everybody's talking about. And I was like, who shared this? Because the, when this shit came out, when, but when everybody was sharing it, that shit was already like two years old. Like the shit was old when people started sharing it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so I like when you hear shit like that, when you're somebody like me, it gives you that like, yo, that's that shit that I never been through type feelings, man. You hit us in the emotional fucking heartstrings. And I think that's what I like about you the most. I was looking forward to this because I saw how real you were. And I don't know if you get that, but at least for millennial dudes like me, the real is important. We were raised on that shit. 
and everybody's kind of not like pen real with it like when i'm saying pen real with it i mean you got videos with my favorite rappers just freestyling and you sounded better than aesop rock how the fuck did you free this is my opinion and i'm a geek we're reviewing <laughs> aesop rock tomorrow but I just watched you sound better than Slug. I like Atmosphere a lot. I watched you sound better than all of them. And I'm like, nah, Pendus kind of stole that shit. This was my favorite. ASAP, I got one song with ASAP Rock floating around on Vast Air's album. We got a song. Shout out to ASAP. And we, and we recorded it at the dojo. So that's a, that's a, that's a partial EOW production, too. Yeah, you know that's crazy. But just to me, it's like, yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge pen fan now. I was in a pen. I didn't know who you were, like I said, but now I'm a big pen fan. And just to be able to talk to you like this, wow, that is, that's crazy. I'm sitting here literally like, this is real life. This is fucking dope. Yo, shut up, Flacco Bale. That's all I gotta say about that. Cause yo, he, he did some. What the fuck is he? Yeah, he's there. He's there. Okay, he's on mute. So trust, he's there. Oh. He was, oh, he was, he was, he was, oh, he was, he was shouting out knowledge nuggets up in my fucking uh, Twitch chat because he's showing love like a real thing like that. We got this little emote for knowledge nuggets. It's a gold nugget that wears an education hat and it says knowledge. So when people feel you were saying that wise shit, like they just dropped the knowledge nuggets and you got a lot of those tonight. Oh, that's what's up, man. Nah, people yeah, feel it. And then it's going to be out on the YouTubes and stuff in the future. And I think this, you know, is, I'm like everything you do like this, uh, even if you never talk to me again, everything you do like this is a treasure, dude. I heard you talking about stuff on other interviews. Like I was listening to a homie. I didn't know what a homie was. I never heard that in my life. I went down rabbit holes on Reddit looking up what a team homie was and learning a little bit about that. I mean, that seemed like it came later on. We didn't get there yet. But that's what I mean. Like there's so much stuff I want to still learn about. And you're like, she's so fucking smart. And you just know all this shit. And that memory of yours, gosh, it's just so powerful for this day and age. We need people like you. And the funny, and the funny shit is all of that shit was under the influence of copious amounts of alcohol. So I have no idea how everything oh, yes. But that's how much I love this shit, though. Because <laughs> we were doing all sorts of, mm. well, we ain't going to go there. Fair enough. <laughs> Shout out to my people in the building, you know what I'm saying? I know that there was definitely one time I saw where you're like, I ain't gonna do no fucking counting. I'm just gonna go to the bar till I'm good. And I'm like, yo, fucking Poison Pen is the guy to follow. Like, yo, fuck that. Because, yo, like, look at what I'm doing, man. I'm not gonna be, yo, rappers or whatever. Poison Pen is a guy to study. I like, That's what I'm trying to say. And you know what? I can tell you as a guy in the underground, like, there's those, there's certain people that it's just like, yo, you know that the wave is chilling with them you know what i mean and like um pen vice these are guys that like that's they, they're they they might supposed to be on stage right now but they're probably around the corner at the other bar having a drink having a laugh like the whole crowd is gathered around them you know what i mean they're telling the hilarious story and everybody's just dying of laughter and it's just because yo they're just like the best people to be around. You know what I mean? There's always a good time to be had around them and they're just always in good moods and giving good energy to everyone. And True. that is like in rare order, always and forever. That's always rare. I got, yeah, I gotta say, you definitely gave us a lot of your energy that was positive. Yeah, especially in these times, a bunch of people that you get in something to do tonight too because we did have that live and we're not the only ones look at all the people on this call that's not the same number then there's also on the other there's a bunch of sources that it stacked together probably a good 20 30 people stuck around and like got a great thing to do on a saturday night because of poison pen 
that's what happened here so that's all you honestly for you just giving us your time like that and i appreciate it sincerely on that note i do know that it's probably a good time to wrap it up um so i appreciate you again i just want to say a special thanks to everyone watching honestly as much as it's fun to sit here and talk to pleasant pain y'all are the real mvps seeing those chats move it motivates us it is what it is in all formats when you see that happen it lets you know people are there that people are feeling it so thank you for being there for people watching this in the future you'll put those comments down let them know what you want to know and we gonna make sure to absolutely go out there and you know let them know and then we'll get those questions answered for you. Um, I do want to give a special thanks to the patrons. This is Milgad Epsi, Chris Patrick, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. So I just got to give them a quick shout out in this big moment for us over here. And uh, on that on that note, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you all for being here with us. Do you have any final words that you want to say? Nah, man. I mean, good looking on the, on the, on the, on the call, man. Good looking on the, on the platform, man. Thank you, man. We 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 still we still got there's still so much more. You know I'm what I so mean? Ex- so I'm excited. But yeah, that's man. what's up, man. I appreciate the shit down. Cool, man. You I- know. Mm-hmm.